the Wolf Radio Studios, it's time for the John Clay Wolf Show. Presented by GimmeTheVin.com. Call John. Toll free. Cheap bastards. 1-800-800-RADIO. 1-800-800-RADIO. Now, John Clay Wolf. How many times do you go to Facebook or Twitter or whatever, Insta, and want to really post what's on your mind, <laughs> but you don't because you know that people will read it and judge you? Yeah, I used to get that a lot. You used to get drunk and post stupid stuff. It was cool, Bob. I miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> I used to wake up terrified the next morning and go immediately to Facebook <laughs> right. and kill everything I'd done. I think we all used to kind of be a lot more open on Facebook. Now we're like, no, I'm thinking it, but I ain't going to say it. Nope. Gigi, have you ever vented out on social media and had to pay a price for it? Or yes, like I did. My gosh. Here we go. Went into this group called a, it was a therapist group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I said something that I thought was okay to say, and they came for me hard. And I'm like, you people are therapists. Are you kidding me? So I quit the group. <laughs> Dumb it. I mean, Ooh. idiots. Ooh. I had a therapist group. In my experience. Well, you know what? You the, the, the greatest place to be is also the worst place to be. And sometimes that's in a room full of therapists because they try too hard. Hmm. So anyway. therapists are some of the wackiest people you'll ever meet. Yes, in my humble opinion, I'm on. A I got to dial it down. Don't want to talk bad about my own profession. I'm a, I'm on a couple of weird groups. Okay, like uh, what? Ranch mules. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Like ah. like mules, like you know donkeys, like horses that are mules. My wife really thinks that that's odd, and it it bothers her. She wishes I would unjoin it. So it's become a joke that that I'm with it. Because people post pictures of their mules doing like weird things, like stunts, huh. and um, that's weird. K5 Blazers, which is uh, like an old school square body Chevy Blazer, which was my first car I had, and I'm on K5 Blazer group. What else? What other weird groups am I on? I forgot. Are you on any weird groups that you're embarrassed about? Not that I'm embarrassed about it. I wouldn't be doing it because I know what will happen. Somebody will see it, and they will call this on Saturday and go, Guess where I saw JD? But you can talk inside the groups without being... There ain't nothing inside anywhere anymore. I've learned that. But the outside, your friend followers can't see you post in them, unless they're in it. This show show has got too much of a reach. A long time ago, I was on the show. It was very popular. I went to Mexico. I'm on a dive boat, a scuba dive boat in the middle of the ocean. There's eight people on this boat. Two of them are listeners. Ew. Really? So you you can run, but you can't hide. Yeah. So... What was that thing we did the other day with David Crosby? Tweet beatdowns. Oh, that, that was, was pretty so much funny. Fun. I've grown addicted to Twitter, and if you want to know the meanest place in the online universe, <laughs> in my opinion, is Twitter. All right. I mean, whatever you say, you can be bona fide, you can be an idiot. Somebody's going to disagree, gonna, and they're going to beat you down. I'm David gonna, Crosby. I'm, gonna, I'm right now. I'm going to go to my Twitter. Okay. What is your Twitter? At uh, John Clay Wolf. And I'm gonna tweet tweet something terrible and mean. And see oh, if no. anybody even ma- if if anybody even cares. Wait, I don't. You sure about this? Yes, really. You thinking this through? I mean, see, do it. Listen, to, listen yeah, to the therapist. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Just do go it. for it. Twi- Get it out there. Gigi, go look. Go look up on my Twitter at John Clay Wolf. What I just tweeted, you'll laugh. Okay, what what are tweet beatdowns? So to catch this up, last week David Crosby tweeted a really off thing about you know i ordered a tesla for four months they've lied to us lied (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we're thinking about canceling that order and ordering a porsche instead and oh my god how people came out of the woodwork just to say oh poor you david crosby we're so sorry our prayers go out to your family at this difficult time 
If I had a nickel for every time I wanted a Tesla and wound up with a freaking Porsche. Right. You know, it's hilarious to be down. Well, Alyssa Milano, you remember her? She was a little girl on uh, Who's the Boss mm-hmm. with Tony Danza. She's a bit of an activist type. And uh, she posted this tweet. Just a reminder, there's a law in Texas that prohibits a woman from owning more than six sex toys. But you can own as many guns as you want. That's her tweet. Now, luckily, I didn't see a lot of kickback on the gun part at all, but... Boy, they hopped onto those sex toys, though. (laughs) (laughs) They say. At Ian X. Smith tweeted, How, one wonders, is this police? Is there a sex toy snitch hotline? (laughs) And he got a reply from at Duty Giuliani 1, who advised, I think it's based on a complex formula combining length, circumference, and flexibility. Calculus is probably involved. (laughs) At Coach C. McD says, So much for lucky number seven. Uh, Makes sense, though, because on the seventh day, even God Almighty took a break. (laughs) Marie at 65 MPH had a question. Can a man own more than six sex toys? (laughs) And at Jay Winch's remark, that's six total, not counting the governor, right? Oh, hey. (laughs) So it's more of a kind of an approving beat down, but that's our tweet beat down of the week, and I sure am enjoying my Twitter these days. So I just also tweeted something that made me think of something of Facebook. This guy that used to date my ex-old lady, Mm. I actually like the goofy bastard, if you want to know the truth. Sure. I did have to ask him to stop spending the the night at the house when my daughter was there, and he understood that. He was cool about it. But um, he uh, he's very... He's very frou frou. He's very Thurston Howell the Third. Oh, Buffy. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Literally wears an ascot. Oh. Literally goes sailing with an ascot and a blazer and a hat. Listen to Yacht Rock Radio. Yacht oh, Rock. Yeah, he lived on a, He lives in West Palm. Oh my God. And uh, RP. I'll just use his initials. Okay, you if you're listening, good morning. But I know that you had too many toddies last night. And you hadn't quite <laughs> popped out of the sack. But maybe you'll have brunch at the breakers. Toddies. Work that gets you some bloodies and get some hair of the dog. We actually have a reservation for Dean and DeLuca's. Hey, it's, it's, your, it's that guy, JT here. Best eggs Benedict in the world, lovey. So, and I just posted this picture at johnclaywolf.com. I mean, at John Clay Wolf on my Twitter, I'm going to post it on my face on the show's Facebook page, John Clay Wolf Show. Anyway, this guy he he's always keeping up this image of who he is and who his parents were. And if you don't have an oil well, get one. Oh my god! And went to D.C. and did the the Young Eagles and and it, it was embarrassing for our town because it was a bad joke. Long story short, he's out there and he's in divinity school. He's going to become a preacher. Get out of here. And so we wake up one morning. We wake up one morning and there's a photo of him that one of his friends posted, obviously, when he got drunk on his Facebook. Yeah. It got quickly deleted, but I caught it before it went away. Oh, uh, did you capture it? Yeah. And he it was him and a prostitute sitting there like probably high, posing with matching swim trunks on. And it was the funniest damn photo. I mean, it just killed me. It just killed me. And I I made a meme out of it. I couldn't help it. And said, I... What did I say? I don't know. Oh, oh, but it's kind of like a... The photos kind of like... like The reason I think they were high is because it's kind of... Situation photo. Like, you'd have to be high to take this picture. 
to have the matching bathing suits with with the prostitute. Yeah. And the background that was set up, and the fact that it wasn't just a one shot deal. They were posing for it. And I said, I normally don't pay for p word kitty cat, mm-hmm. but when I do, I keep it classy. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh you see, yeah! I'm looking it at is. it now at your uh, Twitter yes. account. Is that at John Clay Wolf, mm-hmm. Wolf. best <laughs> Facebook drunk post ever? So, wow. <laughs> holy cow! So when he woke up, he, he, <laughs> when he woke up, he deleted the photo immediately. But but a lot of his friends caught it, and I made that little meme and I passed it around, and it, it went viral on the inside text world. You know what I mean? Where, where your buddies start texting sure. back and forth. Oh, it's funny. JRP. Love you, man. Thank God you keep us laughing. Now he's gonna be what? Huh? A, a, a pastor? No, that was just a, that was just a moment in time. Oh, okay. He That's... was going to be. A, he was in divinity school when he took a picture with the prostitute. Got it. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> ball busting Saturday morning. Wow. It, well, it has been. Yes, it is. There is a live tweet beat down there by John Clay Wolf. <laughs> I mean, you know, if your friends can't take a joke. And they're not really your friend, right? And they don't have a radio show to get back at you. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about people who have embarrassed themselves on the World Wide Web and other places. Guess whose birthday it was this week? He turned 56. Well, we'll, we'll play some audio from him. This will be cut number three. This guy is 56 and looking 90. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. I'm by winning. Put down your sword and come join the winners. I win here and I win there. I'm going to win. <laughs> every moment. And they will sell me and then they will lose. Duh. And they will lose the rest of their lives. Winning. It's like winning. Defeat is not an option. I'm winning. Duh. Winning. I'm winning. Duh. Winning. Duh. Winning. Wasn't that a weird time? What a bizarre that? time. I mean, he went was. from being two and a half men, the highest paid actor on television, he could do no wrong to nobody will touch him now. He's uninsurable, unless it's like an independent project from what I've seen. Has anybody determined, was he on drugs? Was he just mentally? Hey, my, Michael, Michael, I've determined, yes, oh, he was okay. on drugs. No, he's come out and said, I mean, he, he was wide open about it. He said, no, I was really messed up on everything. I would take it all. And that's and none, none of it killed me. Would. So I'm obviously How superhuman. How well, I don't know about anymore. I mean, that, just an old that's tweaker, a tweaker, dude. Yeah, yeah. A tweaker is a tweaker is a tweaker, and I haven't yet to seen a real hardcore tweaker ever snap all the way back, all the way out of it to <laughs> non-dynamics, um, devil bit or a vampire bit human. Sure. You just now they can they can look normal and they'll act normal, but down deep, once they've been bit by the vampire, they will let you down every single time. Speaking of that, that's why I don't have much patience with. Uh, Employees that were former tweakers. Ah, makes sense. Yeah, because you had experience. Oh, oh, experience, <laughs> experience, <laughs> experience. Where's JD? Well, he just made a big check, so he's Bye. probably tied up in a hotel room, slung out with prostitutes and drugs, and he'll be back in about ten days. Oh, and he's got our car too. Wearing a shredded Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. Yeah, I mean, I've been through it too many times. I'm done with him. 800-800-7234-800-800 radio. My name's John Clay. Wolf, I buy cars on the air right here for America's best car buyer. Give me the vin.com and you can go to John Clay Wolf Show on Facebook and at John Clay Wolf on Twitter. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Get a haircut, buttercup!
America's largest weekend morning show, 800-800-RADIO. Check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com. Hey, the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast, The John Clay Wolf Show. And now we return to The John Clay Wolf Show, presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. Call in 800-800-RADIO. This is The John Clay Wolf Show. All right. I'm looking at the uh, call screener stuff. Tim in Maryland. He gets blood clots. Doctor says he shouldn't get the shot. What do I think you should do? Uh, Tim, I think that you should not ask me what I think you should do. Listen to your doctor. Mike in Texas wants to sing a song about people dying from COVID in the fashion of John Lennon's Imagine. (laughs) Mike, I'm not going to let you do this on national air. Are you there? Yes, sir. Uh, have you already worked all this out? Or are you just going to wing it? John Clay? Yeah. Is this, uh, John Clay, no way. <laughs> no, you know, I was. Uh, there's some people at VFW that are kind of non-vaxxers. And I, I find it so absurd that uh, I talked to my brother often. I, this Donald song just came to my head. I didn't know if it was So too, have, uh, you, have you worked this? Pretty, ha- have you uh, worked? Hang on, let me talk. Have you worked this out? This yes, you've already got it all worked out. I mean, yeah. okay. So w- when we go to break, I'm going to bring you back up, and I'm going to do it with you, and we're going to record it. And if it's good enough for air, I'm going to play it. But I can't do it okay. live on air because it might suck real bad. <laughs> it's a fifty-fifty. Okay. It's a fifty-fifty. You're going to make true as true gets. Larry, Florida man. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. How are you, John? We're good. How's what? everything? I'm in radio also. What's... How's everything? <laughs> I've been listening. Yeah, what city? What city? I'm in Palm Beach right now. I work for iHeartRadio on the Gator. I've been listening to talk you for a couple of weeks, and I have to be honest with you. You make me laugh. That's what you really make me laugh. So tell me when you found out when you found out we were coming to your station. Were you rolling your eyes and figuring we would suck real bad? Nah, I said this guy is good. You gotta put him on. Okay. So the program director, the program director said, "All right, we'll send. He's in syndication." <laughs> I said, "You know, put try it." So you've been making me laugh, <laughs> really making me laugh. And I want to say something. I've been on radio a long time, and you guys over there and that girl really made me laugh. And I'm trying to sell my car, like I was telling your producer. What happened was, I'm from New York. No way. Oh, really? No way. Stop it. Hang on, Larry. We got to hold you right there. We're going to, that's the cliffhanger we've all been dying for. Real quick, Larry, I'm out of time. You know how it works on clocks. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. All right. I got caught, and then I moved to New Jersey. I bought a car. I got a really nice car. And uh, a judge made sure of this. I was on a little bit of a DUI, and he took away my license in a small town in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in Palm Beach. They ship the car here. I live in a condominium complex, which is very strict. Mm-hmm. I have an expired sticker from New York, mm-hmm. but I had to put it in storage. And it's what I, I, I called uh, uh, com. Mm-hmm. I left a message. It's a really good car, but you guys are really good radio. I've been in radio a long time, <laughs> and I like your show. I think. I think it's ten grand. Oh, really? Does ten, does ten grand buy it? Does ten grand buy it? Well, yeah. look, you're in a lot of cities, a lot of cities, 
And I never even heard the show until I but, got to but Florida. I, but forget the show. Forget the show. <laughs> forget radio. Forget. We're, we've, we're past that. We're doing business. This is business. You ever done a drug deal, Larry? I'll be honest with you. When I was very young, I was on drugs. I hate okay. drugs. I do I, drink, though. I don't do drugs either, but I watch drug deals in movies. And right now, you and I are doing a dope deal. So forget everything actually, on the actually, side. Actually, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir. Actually, I act in movies, too. Okay, I so do acting, yes, yes. Ah, I went to okay. broadcast. We, no, we, listen we, to me, listen to me, please, please. <laughs> I went to college, broadcast school, theater school, film school, Juilliard. I went through it all. I'm a, all an right. actor. I've got an office. Hey, hey, shut up! Shut up! I've got an office on Military Drive. Go to gimmethevid.com, click locations. The pretty girl with the English accent is right down the street from me in West Palm. Go see her, bring your title, get a check, and God, please, shut up! Hey, the John Clay Wolf Show has what you need. Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S., the John Clay Wolf Show. Now, back to the John Clay Wolf Show. Presented by GiveMeTheVid.com. Hit him up right now. 1-800-800-RADIO. 1-800-800-RADIO. And now, Senor Juan Clay Wolf. Hearts go out to everybody in Louisiana. Lots of friends down there. This is a Louisiana band, and that's why we played it this morning. And hearts go out to um, the alligators that got picked up in Louisiana and dropped in New York City and Philadelphia. Could you imagine coming out of your apartment in Queens oh. night before last and getting your leg bit off by an alligator? <laughs> what a deal. I mean, they picked up that voodoo water out of Louisiana and just carried it all the way to Philly. And gave it back to the Philly fans. Some lost alligator. What do you think? You know, if you think God isn't watching, oh yeah, or fighting with the devil. I mean, if you were going to dump a bunch of bad stuff on anywhere in the country, where would you put it? Whoa. Philly. Hey, hey, what is your yeah. hatred, man? Wow. We're, not, wow. we're not on the air. In Philly. I mean, I know the Eagles suck, but come right. on. Yeah, well, it is football season. Eight hundred eight hundred seven two three four eight hundred eight hundred radio. Uh, listener wants an update on the John Junior controversy with the other kids. Um, real quick, my son, 15 years old, <laughs> goes to high school, starts high school, changes his name. Didn't tell anybody. School calls in and says, hey, he's changed his name. He's, you know, is this real? So, yes, it is. I <laughs> he wanted my name, which is flattering. That's very flattering. So now I'm a senior yeah. and he's a junior. His name is Maddox and you've never had a junior. So now you've got kind of an unofficial John Jr. And then two days later, we get a letter from the school saying, uh, sign this since your son wants to run for class president. Oh, no. I'm like, okay. Is that what, what the they... poster's about? And then the posters were, <laughs> what are you saying? You were going, yes. Um, Vote for Pedro. Vote right. for Pedro. Vote for Pedro. So John Jr. For runs for class president, and they had the election yesterday, and we had posters made. I helped him with his posters and uh, campaign posters. But one of the posters says, I changed my name. Now I'm going to change your school. <laughs> Wasn't this one of his promises, too? If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> Peter in L.A., good morning. You're on the air. Peter Tilden, everybody. He's on hold. Good morning. Hey, I'm from Philly. <laughs> By the way, I heard stories that the alligators, when they opened their eyes and realized they were in Philly, they started swimming back to Louisiana. Because <laughs> they, they were scared. Oh, my gosh. Philly, Philly's a tough town. So... 
What are you guys talking about? Oh, we're talking about my kiddo changing his name out of nowhere. Nobody knew it was coming. I don't know if you heard us so talking. He's that, proud of, he's that proud of you? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I told him, I told him the other day, I was like, hey, if you're going to carry my name, there's some, there's some responsibility that comes with this. We need to get it very, straight. Very, very funny. You can't do I'm really proud of my dad. What's your last name? Schwartz. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he... So meanwhile, I know you were talking about, you were talking about holograms, too, and in, in, in total transparency. Mm-hmm. And this is no joke. I've been involved in a hologram show for the last uh, two years, developing a hologram show. And it's, it's really expensive. And have you guys seen any of the hologram shows? No. Roy Orbison, it's, Elvis. It's a dead guy. It's a dead guy. It's a dead guy. Get out yeah, of here, really? Because there's no, there's no volume to the thing. Also, performers get energy off of the audience. You know, it's like a give and take thing. you got a dead guy basically on stage. But the reason they're going for this is when you think of it, half, over half of the 20 top billing North American acts are going to be dead soon. Right. So uh, Bruce's hologram, Bruce Springsteen's hologram is going to have to do a three and a half hour show. Exhausted, <laughs> but but I hear they're getting the cost down, so eventually you'll be able to see like a Tommy Two Tone show or a Right Said Fred show. You know what I mean? You'll be able to do the the lesser guy. But can you imagine Roy Orbison? The reason they're doing this is the estate, the kids in the, they want the money. money. Roy Orbison is if he came back, he'd go. I'm doing what? I'm on tour where? I mean, he's done two. His holograms on two tours. His hologram has done two tours. ABBA is finally coming back, and they're doing ABBA, not avatars, but ABBA-tars, and it's a digital concert. And I don't know if you know, and that's what I was, um, so the the kid that just changed his name, if I was him, I would have changed it to Bjorn or something, because his mother's Danish, and they're related. Her grandmother is uh, Anita, or whatever her name is, the hot blonde from ABBA's. Sister. The kid has ABBA blood can in him. Me, can you do me a later? Can you draw me a chart with that, with arrows, so I can understand where that, where that, it's a sort of, it's like a five-time removed ABBA. And by the way, I just saw a picture of ABBA because they're getting ready to do the hologram thing. Right. How old, how old do you feel? Like Ferd or whatever, Annie Ferd or whatever. Mm-hmm. It looks like them. The hair is them. The outfit is them. And the face is like a granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. It's horrible. It's scary. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. They were hot. I used to, you know, fantasize. And well, now? Well, that's what I said. My, my, oh, my God. My, my personal enjoyment material in seventh grade was a stack of National Ge- Geographics and, and ABBA album covers. Yeah, I know. But now it's like you'd be you'd be fantasizing about beef jerky in a jumpsuit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's really it's horrible. It's just, it, yeah, Don't it's talk just, about my oh kid fuck like that, boy. <laughs> hey, Mr. Happy California, sissy boy, Philly tough guy. Here we go. You don't be talking about my family like that. Uh-uh. Wow, wow. By the way, how sad would it be if you're an up-and-coming act and holograms are beating you in billing? <laughs> no kidding. How much did you make last year? About a hundred grand. You know, five dead artists beat you. <laughs> beat you on tour. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if the hologram thing is going to take off. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen one. I know it's amazing, but but yeah. It's it, weird. What they do that's smart, like the Maria Callas show and those shows, they surround them with a symphony orchestra or a live band. If they didn't do that, you'd be really aware that you're watching Night of the Living Dead. It's really it's really. Why crazy. don't they just have, really, like, really why don't they have a Charlie Watts hologram for the Stones tour as a drummer? Well, what do they need? Again, you, you, there's no volume. It's like a flat screen, although the audience... Brad Paisley, years ago, had a screen, and he had Carrie Underwood walk out. It was like a, a visual thing, and the audience stands up and applauds like she's there. You want to yell to the audience, 
idiots. She's performing. Look at her her tour schedule. She's mm. Hey, real on. quick, Peter. Not Peter, here. Peter, and I know yeah. you don't like to brag, but I do want the people that are listening to know who you are because I don't know if you know this, JD or Gigi, but Peter's the guy that produced. You know the Brad Paisley videos with William Shatner and Jason Alexander? Sure. Celebrity, alcohol. And the Andy Griffith one as well. So the, the Andy Griffith one. And Peter, what did you win for the Andy Griffith one? We done a woman. We got we got a bunch of ACM awards with Brad. I was lucky enough to do those with him, and it was a, was a great moment in time. And the Andy Griffin was what an amazing. It was amazing to be able to work with him. Although he had a, can, you have two seconds, and we have more than two. But yeah, I've got about two minutes. But the hologram at the end, it wasn't a hologram. But you did this with Andy Griffith's image at the end, right? Or was he alive? Yeah, no, he was alive, Andy, but he couldn't, the thing is, he was he was older, he couldn't walk really well, so we had him sitting on a bench with Brad, and he was so cute, because he goes, do I have to sing? And I go, no, 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 because he, he didn't know music videos. But watching him walk off, we did it near his house in North Carolina, but he has a beautiful house with oriental rugs, and his dog comes in, big dog, and he goes, go ahead and rub, rub his belly. I go, all right, I rub his belly, and the dog starts peeing. <laughs> Like like a torrent of uh, you've never seen this much pee and it's like it's and Andy doesn't notice and it's now now engulfing his like slippers and stuff. So two days later I come to the house because we're doing a, a rehearsal and we're getting him dressed for the event to see uh, how he's going to look and he's sitting there and he goes, "Hey, pet the dog. He likes you." And I go, "What are the chances it's going to happen again?" I pet the dog. Sure enough, now it's all over his Martin guitar. There's water. <laughs> oh, he peed every time. I'm I talking to Peter Tilden. Peter Tilden, Mr. Uh, Mr. Talking Head from, was it, KBC, big-time morning show host. He's taught me a lot about radio. He's helped me a lot in, in what we're doing now. And he calls in every once in a while, but, but he's talking about the videos that he made for Brad Paisley. And you're a Jewish guy from Philadelphia that moved to L.A. on a whim and got a job on a country, got a job on a country yep. station. And wind up winning an ACM award, and you were MC of the ACMs, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, we won a bunch of ACMs and CMAs and CMT awards. And, and again, Brad was just coming up, and Dirk Bentley was just coming up, and Keith Urban and Blake Shelton, all those guys. So it was so much fun. That format, it was really a blast. I didn't know it well, but getting to go to the um, to, to National and hang with those guys and then putting together some cool videos was really, really just it's wonderful. Well, wonderful. You told me Brad is we're, amazing. We're going to meet Brad and all your friends, and I'm ready to do that soon. So, did you? Yeah, do, I, did, I, meant, did, I meant to talk to you about that. I meant to talk to you. <laughs> did you do the alcohol uh-huh. video? Which one? The alcohol video. Yeah, uh, we did alcohol. We did mud on the tires. We did when I get where I'm going. We did uh, online. We did a bunch. And Shatner, Shatner, and Brad fell in love. Bill didn't want to do it initially, so I did it on the air live and made him commit. And then they became best friends. And then, of course, Bill went to Nashville and started recording albums, and he appeared at the ACMs for us and stuff. It was a really fun time, man. Really, really amazing, amazing talent in that world. I'll be in L.A. Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Let's get together for lunch or dinner. Those are bad days for me, but thanks. <laughs> My name's John Clay Wolf. I'm by Cars the Radio for America's Best Car Buyer. Give me the VIN.com. I've been known to cause a few births. I can make you new friends or get you fired from work. And since the
to the John Clay Wolf Show. The guy's a blackout drunk. 800-800 Radio. Yo, give me the VIN. Hey, want more John Clay Wolf? Who are you, his wife? Who are you, his mother? Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S. Now, back to the John Clay Wolf Show. Presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. Call toll-free. 1-800-800-RADIO. 1-800-800-RADIO. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Boobs can grow back after a breast reduction? Can you believe it? Miracle Grow Take 2. I just want to hear this right now and see what the hell's going on. It's a wild like? story, John. All right. Alone. Boobs what, can story? grow back. Boobs can grow back after a breast reduction. Miracle grow cut to. Yeah, this actually happened. Um, and and there, it happened to a 24-year-old dancer in L.A. Gigi thinks this is funny. She was an E-cup. Okay? Do you get me? An E-cup. That's big, if you don't know. And she had him reduced to a C-cup a couple of years ago. But she says in a very short amount of time... That her breasts have somehow grown back to their original size. Gigi, have you ever had a breast reduction? No, I just need a half a breast job. What's a half? I just need a half a one. What's a half a one? Because my left breast is a whole cup size smaller than my right breast. So I just need a half a breast. So that's why you're back. Yeah, I mean, you're you're, you're pulling to the right, darling. (laughs) Get off the curb. Get off the curb. Go get alignment. Cut two. So I was 22 when I got my breast reduction and my boobs grew back by the time I was 23. They started growing back after about three months, and by like eight months post-op, they were pretty much back to the size that they were before. Fun fact, I was under contract literally two months after my surgery, which was not a great idea. I'm a singer and dancer, and I was in The Wedding Singer, and literally by the end of the contract, I ripped out of my costume because mm-hmm. my boobs were, grew- were they were growing so fast. Like, but, my whole dress just busted open at Bubba. the seams. Yeah. Next time you do something like this, yeah, I need photos to go along with it. Right. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was actually gonna mention that, John, because yeah. I, I was curious about it, and I found the gal that this happened to. Will you please get them to JD so he can put them on our Facebook and profile? She looked to me like possibly, possibly that regrowth may have been caused by uh, Subway uh, or Domino's Pizza. No, or, full- she looked like she could be potentially a, a large gal. She's full grown. Yeah, Hannah. Hannah the stripper. We have Hannah. We have our own house stripper. Hannah, oh, good morning. Good morning. Hey. All right. She came in with a police escort. That is really cool. She's very important. Uh, right, right, right. Okay. That's my Hannah button. Right. Well, that's why you test. And you go through a checklist before you fly the airplane. And when you land it with the gear up. I've got them memorized. It's your yeah. fault. Hey, it's okay with me. Um... Three, my wife, two, uh, my wife thinks she had this friend, this Danish friend, so single, okay. and she was about five three. I don't know what she weighed, but under normal circumstances, she would have weighed about a buck five. Okay, perfect. And I was hooking her up with my buddy Sullins. <laughs> is so, there anybody you have not hooked up with Sullins? Nobody. <laughs> Sullins is the man whore. <laughs> Anyway, this gal had, uh, I don't know, say she was 28 years old, okay. 27. Her boobs were out to here. What would that oh be? Oh, my God. Triple E's. Okay. <laughs> Huge. At least double. I mean, at least E's. But they weren't long hanger E's. Right. They're still perky. <laughs> yeah. They weren't like a gate at a farm that's oh, like yeah. dragging the ground mm-hmm. when you open it. 
they were like a fresh build. Gotcha. And she's like, so-and-so's going to get her. I'll just call her Monica. Monica. What's a good sexy Danish name? Hmm. Yvette. Agnetha. Agnetha. Agnetha's going to get a breast reduction. And I called Sullins. I'm like, dude, Agnetha's going to get a breast reduction. And we're all like, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I hadn't seen her since. And Jeanette's like, you know, you, you never think about Agnetha anymore. I was like, oh, you know, everybody's got their talent. She threw hers away. Um, but re- there's women right now angry as hell at me for saying that on the radio. I know the back thing is real. Oh, absolutely real. The, the yeah, back I, pain I, is real. What, G? My my oldest daughter, she wants to get a breast reduction. She's probably going to kill me for saying this, but and she says, you know, it it hurts her back, it hurts her shoulders, and it's. I think it would be great to be that way naturally, but she says no. But but I just want to ask you guys, what is your obsession with? Breasts and boobs. Well, I don't know. Why do you ask? Do you want to show me your... How come guys like them so much? Wait a minute. You're a therapist. Show me your boobs. And you're asking us what the Yeah, connection... because, I mean, I don't... You They're know the what first I mean? thing in life we have. Yes. That gives us life oh, yeah. and nutrition and everything oh. good. It's very subconscious. And they're awesome. Oh. It's the id. Will you spray me? You can do so much with them. <laughs> you would make that horrible. That's not horrible. What's that horrible? It's nature's nurture all over my head. Mm. <laughs> mm. Boy, there's some drops for us. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, so gee, that that I think that's what it is. It's on the back of your head, but it's definitely real and it's definitely odd. And um, I don't know, man. Boobs are boobs are a uh, like what part of a man's besides the private area, the real private area? What part of a man's body is turns you on? Well, it's not his body. It's it's, it's not his body. Mm-hmm. It's when he has a mustache, yeah, like a mustache and sometimes a beard, but definitely a mustache. And when he takes a drink, okay, mm-hmm. and there's just a little bit of the a faint scent of of alcohol Flavor on his saver. mustache. Spank me, hmm? daddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. And chest hair, chest hair, and a dirty yeah. mustache. And a, and a mustache. Flavor Saver by Gigi Drummond. Uh, yeah, I think maybe I haven't finished evolving. I don't Do know. Do you like but... big fat dad bellies? Uh, mm, that guy, I don't that, know. That, that, that just... guy, that you, you, your man, I saw him. He's tall, skinny, brother. I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I. It just depends. Okay. Yeah, it just depends. Do broad shoulders turn you on, Gigi? Does it make you feel like this man can protect me? I mean, but who doesn't want a man to kind of take charge and take control a little bit? You know what I mean? Cut mm. off his tallywhacker. Ouch. Oh. Yeah, who doesn't want that? <laughs> the wrong one, sorry. I don't want that. It was a little wrong. Well, no, you don't want that, but like, I, I, I do. I, I, now you got me wanting to ask a question. I don't want to get too uh, too weird on the air this morning. It's been a dry year. Right, but like, in let's leave this as broad stroke as we can, but I, have a, I do have a question for you. In the middle of the height of things, in that height, height, height moment, you like a guy to like pull on your hair? Oh yeah, spank <laughs> me, daddy. Oh yeah, wait, Turley, me Turley, Turley, too. stop, Mike Turley. I do not want her drops. I want her answer. He's playing all these drops from different times when you. But were... it's true though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you it's do. It's true. Like, like, how hard do you want him to pull on your hair? 
I mean, don't touch the hair. I'm a black woman, so oh. don't touch the hair. What happened? Okay? What's up with hair? I'm a black woman. You don't do that. You don't do that. But, you know, a little hand on the neck a little bit, squeeze a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You Ooh, know, this, baby. Sa- this sounds bad, but it's nothing worse than Oprah used to do. What? No, remember, Oprah. I mean, Oprah. Oh, did, could this conversation be on Oprah in the middle of the afternoon? Oh, I'm like, Oprah, I don't think about Oprah exactly like that. Exactly what we're saying. Exactly <laughs> what we're saying. Exactly what we're saying, be on Oprah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, you know, people need to be more open with their sex and sexuality. It's okay, you know what I mean? If, as long as we're consenting adults, it's okay. What I just did, Gigi, is I cleared the palette for Monday morning's phone calls. It actually be Tuesday this week. So when they call me wanting to, like, complain about what we're talking about, I just put it back on Oprah because I have heard Oprah talk about this. Yeah. And if Oprah it's good for it. Oprah, then it's good for me, baby. Yes, it is. We'll be back. I want it to be good, too. Give me the Venn.com, America's best car buyers. Also, um, if you don't want to pull her hair, send her some flowers. At Gordon Boswell's. <laughs> Gordon Gordon Boswell, around the corner or across the country, it's the country's best florist. GordonBoswell.com, and you can get a link to them. They're our official floral sponsor, and I'll probably need to send some people in the industry Gordon Boswell's flowers next week to get me out of a trap, and they'll good for that, too. We'll be right back. Show 800 800 Radio. Check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com. Hey, the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast, The John Clay Wolf Show. From the Wolf Radio Studios, it's time for The John Clay Wolf Show. Presented by GimmeTheVin.com. Call John, toll free, cheap bastards. 1 800 800 Radio. Now, John Clay Wolf. <laughs> Who's got the X? Ecstasy? Disco biscuits? Mmm. I've never done X. Tell me about it. Oh, just everything feels really good. Really (laughs) Really good. good. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you get touched Mm -hmm. just on the arm, Mm -hmm. you start to melt. Like all your hair stands up. (laughs) Uh, It's a... And it can get a little trippy too, though, if you take too much. I want to try it. A little. Yeah. I never got tripped out on it. <laughs> and Pre K knows about that. You've, you've had that experience. Look, all I can say is I used to party a little bit back in the day. No. <laughs> and really? and uh, I had a, a purple transformer, which is an X pill cutout, so it looked like the shape of a transformer. And I was with my friends, and I got my hands massaged. By these two ladies that were there, and I mean, it it, it changed my life. <laughs> it was a little slice of heaven, you know? So if you take a drop of ecstasy, how long does it take to kick in? Uh, well, that's the thing. 
You know, it might take you uh, 30 minutes to an hour, but you can't think about it. You can't sit there right. and, and think, you know, why aren't I feeling it or else you're not going to feel it. And then how long does it take to drop off? Um, A few hours, I was you know. A couple hours at least. Yeah. <laughs> does it make you a better dancer? You feel like you are. <laughs> but boy, when you look at the video, you are not. <laughs> no. Have you seen the old 90s? The Germans? Oh, yeah. And you're, they're just Xing away. And man, <laughs> they look bad. Just sweaty. You sweat. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the difference between X and cocaine? I don't know. I've never done coke. I've never done know. coke. JD, you, you used to be a partier back in the day. Oh, my God. X is just more um, sexual, more mm-hmm. intimate. It makes you just want to hug people, touch people, feel really good. So, as the old saying, sex on X. Okay. Was amazing. But coke, no, not so much. Coke just, you're real happy and just hyper as hell. Real awake. So it's my normal sense of being. Yes, yeah, since you know, yeah, <laughs> never, ever, John, should you do cocaine. And my friends told me this whoop, a long time ago. Right. They're like, dude, you're the guy that jumps out of a window. You don't need to do you any hard do drugs. No. You're too hot wired. Just let it be. Yeah, it makes a normal person be you. All right. <laughs> At your speed, because you just bounce all the time. You go, 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 go. Man, I get nervous hanging around with all you dopers all oh the time. Oh, my God. Oh, please. I'm, I mean, this I'm, is guy who just... I'm becoming kind of uncomfortable, man. I just wonder if I'm going to die young because I go, my my rev so high all the time. No. Nah. Not at all. No? Gigi, no. You're, you're a doctor, kind of. <laughs> She's a doctor. Doctor, yeah, am I going to die young because I, re- I, I rev so high? Only the good die young. Oh, Okay. Oh, and I'm not good. Oh, boy. You're going to live a long time, baby, just like me. That was a dig. It was a big dig. That was a dig. Is that right? Why would she do that? She's going to live a long time, just like me. Bobo, I dig at you all the time, and it's in good spirits. Until you told me to quit. I have it in a while. I miss it, actually. I really miss picking on you. Hey, but you don't don't nice dig, dude. Nah, it's just you've gotten old and grumpy. (laughs) He just found out this week... It doesn't take a gallon of Jack Daniels to make him happy. I know. What about that? Dude? This is like news to him. That's I'm not kidding. Crazy. You don't have to, John. No. This you're gonna. You're not gonna believe me. Okay. This will shock you. You don't have to drink a gallon of whiskey <laughs> <laughs> to be happy. I know. Can't believe it. How much do you need to drink? Well, I. Long story short, a gal gave me. Uh, bottle of Jack Daniels rye. We're taking so, applications. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, well, yes, she gave me a fifth. Mm-hmm. And Tom's, I had three shots uh, yeah, after needed dinner before bed and went to bed <laughs> sleeping. To, be to, to be the acid of all feeling my obviously jokes. great this morning. I think if, you just don't. Come to find no, out. You don't no. want people and it to never occurred how to me, nice you are. But you don't have to drink a gallon. Yes, Bob, that's probably it. That's right. changed my life. This is like AA Without the weird stuff. AA a, a light. Yeah, yeah. There's only six steps. Yeah. It's going to be all awesome. alcohol still there. Right. Yeah, but I can drive anytime if anybody wants to ride to the store. He's like, yeah, I'm perfect now. I'm perfect now. It's a I designated DKD, designated kind of driver. Yeah. Half designated. Anyway. Kind of a fun story this week. A man in Colorado, he suffered an $11,000 in car damage oh. after squirrels chewed through his soy-based truck wiring. Did you even know this is true? 
which, uh, by the way, a lot of new vehicles now have this. These, we have uh, cut number nine. If you want to hear the owner, Jefferson Patrick, talk about the squirrels. Also, the head guy of the AAA is talking here, too. Pop the hood, caught a squirrel red-handed <sighs> right down here, snacking on these wires. They told me that because they the wires were chewed so close to the firewall, they had no option but to replace the entire wiring harness in the truck. It went from oil-based to soybean-based. Well, it is great for the environment, so great, of course, that animals are attracted to that soybean-based insulation, so they chew through it. Yeah, just wonder what Randy would think about squirrels eating all these wires wow. from its car. $11,000. Randy the Chipmunk, good morning. So this is the environment y'all talking about? Yeah, the environment. The envi- environment. Environment. Hey, look, yeah, of course it's good for the environment. Right. You know why? Why? Because it's delicious. <laughs> delicious. Soy? Soy? Yeah. It's delicious. Well. But that's the thing about it. I mean, if I listen, if I, if I knew that, yeah. I'd be eating trucks already. <laughs> what part? It's just the, wi- the wiring. Here's the difference between, okay, squirrels. Squirrels know soy is delicious. But they don't like, if it was me, I'd be like, hey, man, you going to eat that? How much for the wiring harness, right. sir? But it's not squirrels. Squirrels go completely Grand Theft Auto on it. They're like, uh, this is mine. Uh, I'm going to eat this. They don't share. This is my soy. Oh, soy. There's another one. That one's mine. 11 grand. Yeah, I'd, I'd try to talk you out of it at least. But it is delicious. And I'm glad to learn of this. Another reason to hate squirrels. I will apply it to my life starting today. How would you do that? I'm going to eat a truck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have a good Saturday, everybody. See, see you, buddy. Later, Randy. <laughs> I was looking at a SWAT to take on him, but I never found it. I was yeah. looking at an opportunity. Oh, it'll come. It'll, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Why would anybody listen to a damn chipmunk anyway? He hates the I mean, chipmunk. a stupid-ass chipmunk. I mean, how long do chipmunks live? What is the real lifespan of a chipmunk? Three years. Okay, we've had this son of a bitch on my show for seven years now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Is it time to kill him? Yes. Publicly? Yes. Oh, my God. I'd like to kill Randy, the chipmunk, on the show today to be done with him forever. Because he's obnoxious, he's an alcoholic, he's a gambling degenerate. But the listeners love him. Do they? Yeah. Do they really? Hey, Randy. Well, they always... Call in and tell me if I should kill Randy or not. 800-800-7234. Randy, look at Randy. He's so sad 800-800-7234. 800-800-RADIO. He looks high. Yeah. Does oh, Randy live or die? <laughs> He's high. That's funny. Anthony. Hey, what's going on, you guys? You're... I was calling about the uh, port issues mm-hmm. um, that you guys were talking about. The... And so, and I felt like some of the callers were, weren't really ha- didn't really have the first-hand knowledge. So I actually used to work in the port before uh, COVID actually happened. Mm-hmm. And two of my friends were um, longshoremen. And they were getting, basically what was happening then was that the permanent longshore and getting pushed to... Hey, hey, Anthony, 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 Anthony. First of all, since you've gone on to welfare, since you quit, hmm. you're the reason that the port's I not working. Quit. And your phone, see, you had to go from AT&T to T-Mobile because your broke ass couldn't afford a real one on welfare. And now I can't hear what you're saying because it's breaking up. Holy cow. <laughs> What's going on? Man. Hey, I see Gigi over there laughing. Yes, she is. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's trying to play the straight one. Right. No, 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 no. Somebody's got to do it. T-Mobile. <laughs> they don't work. You don't like them. No, they gave all their money to the hot chick to get you to sign up, and they didn't buy any transmission equipment. Yeah. And after Zeta Jones got all the money, and they didn't invest in technology, you get the you get a phone from a hot chick named Catherine Zeta-Jones that there's no chance you're ever going to screw zero. Even though she's screwing that old-ass man, she ain't going to screw you, and your phone won't work. You notice she's not on there anymore, too? I mean, they gave her all the money. Yeah, because they ran out of money, Yeah, and her checks started bouncing. I know her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I used to work at the port until I quit and started taking welfare, but let me tell you what's wrong with it. (laughs) You're wrong with it, Brad. (laughs) You're wrong. I don't with think he's going to call back. Oh. No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Listeners are reacting. If Randy goes, we riot. According to <laughs> Drover Bud oh, See? on Facebook, they're mad already. Eight hundred eight hundred seven two three four eight hundred eight hundred radio. Good morning. You're on the air. I vote for Save Randy. All right. Josh, you're on the air. Hey, shoot Randy. I had one chew up my wiring, the back of my headlight, and the underhood insulation. Oh, 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 no. All right, well, we're going to shoot him, and we're going to video it and put it on the John Clay Wolf Show oh, Facebook oh, page. Oh, man, no. PETA, line three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you live, Josh? Colorado. Colorado's a big place, Josh. Where do you live? Oh, Fort Collins. All right. Are you a dope smoker? No. No? Do you listen to Big Head Todd and the Monsters? Yeah. Then you're a dope smoker. 800-800-7234. 800-800-RADIO. <laughs> My name's John Clay Wolf. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. The number's 800-800-7234. And uh, stay tuned. We've got more coming. Clay Wolf Show. Here's what's going on in the Wolf Pack. Hi, John. Are you Tommy Lee Schlong? Yeah, I really appreciate the attention you've given me the last few weeks or so. <laughs> I feel like we've become so close. So Tommy Lee Schlong is on the phone with me right now. Yeah, yeah I just thought I'd send a happy cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the John Clay Wolf Show, every Saturday morning. Give me the bed! The John Clay Wolf Show. What have you got there? Divine inspiration. Want more of the John Clay Wolf Show? Check out the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast at jcwshow.com. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Now, back to the John Clay Wolf Show. Hit him up right now. 1-800-800-RADIO. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. And this is during the week. I run a company called GiveMeTheVin.com. On the weekends... I do this radio show for the past 15 years across the United States. Here's what we do at GiveMeTheVin.com. Actually, that's how the whole damn show started 15 years ago. Brian, good morning. You're on the air. Hey, John. Man, how's it going? It's going good. I see you've got a 19 Hellcat Red Eye Challenger. So it's got the wide body, body, which is like a 911S or... I would like to compare it to Kim Kardashian's ass. Yes, it looks very similar to that. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> so this, it flares in the ass end. It's just got, you know, if you're behind it getting it on, you'd really have to stretch your arms out and grab it. 
son of a bitch and squeeze tight. Okay, um, a 19... I want to hold on. And what year is 2019? What color is it? A sublime green. Sublime green. The, and it's got... And it's got the black hood. Okay, have you ever wrecked it? No, no, no accidents. Uh, 3,100 miles, and it is... 100% complete bone stock. No mods have ever been done to it, never been touched. Uh, just just my my little toy. Have you ever smoked marijuana in it? No, sir. I do not smoke marijuana in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, okay, so do you remember what you paid for in 2019? Ooh. Oh, man, like, and it was late. 2019, it had been sitting around over in uh, Troy, Michigan, mm -hmm. and I had it brought out here to Colorado. I think I gave like 73, 7,400, or 73, 74,000 for it. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be, this is a good example of buying the right car, getting to drive it, enjoy it for three years, and getting all of your money back. I'll, I'll give, I will pay well, if I if I give your seventy three thousand back, you good? Oh no, you got to be stronger than that. I mean, I know <laughs> the market out here; it is hot. That car, they can't even keep those cars on the lot. Mm -hmm. So, what's it take to buy it? Eighty grand. Hmm. No. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. You're being a you're being a hog. You're being a hoggy bitch. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you seventy five grand. The difference you know with what? me and everybody. I, I probably... The difference with me and everybody else is a story. You know what a story is? There's a difference between a story and a check. And a check you can put in the bank. And a story. You can shove it up, you know, you know, yeah. but how that deal was going to end. But I got to check, and I'll I'll write it right now. Money talk, both. Yeah, I, can, I can, We can't say BS. I have a. If you're in Denver, I've got an office in the tech center. We can cut a check today. Go to GiveMeTheVin.com, and go ahead and take a picture of the front and back of the title, or get the payoff information. My people will get right on it, run it over there, get it paid. Go online, say we're the greatest thing in the world. But John was mean to me on the radio. <laughs> And yeah, no, no, man, you were great on the radio. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to chat with you guys. And uh, yeah, I got a clear title, so we're good to go. Let's roll. Thank you. Bruce, Bruce in Indiana. Yes, sir. How are you? Good, good. What you got? Yeah, I got eight cars. I ain't telling none of them. Uh, uh, my prize is a 40 Nash, but let, let's not get into all that. Let's get into what this is about. I just caught you guys for the first time. I caught you last week. I paused a little bit. I shut you off. I was like, what is this? I'm actually listening to you today and laughing hysterically. <laughs> and trust me, I, it's trust me, I need it, you bro. It's hard absolutely. as a radio absolutely. show to break into new absolutely. audience. Mm. Absolutely needed it. Uh, I'm on X-Rock in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm Crown Point, 40 miles out. Uh, it's my station. It's the only rock and roll station, but... Um, uh, I like you guys. I love your uh, automotive knowledge, by the way. Well, I'll tell you what other uh, knowledge I have. I, what other knowledge I have is radio knowledge, and there's a big red light blinking at me saying I got to go to breaks. So I got to get off. Thank you. That's how we do it. All right. Give me the, the John Clay.
Hey, the John Clay Wolf Show has what you need. Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S., The John Clay Wolf Show. Broadcasting live from the Wolf Radio Studios, it's time for the John Clay Wolf Show. Presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. Hit him up now. 800-800-RADIO. 1-800-800-RADIO. Now, John Clay Wolf. So, why am I playing this? Oh. Oh. Somebody leave you? I finally went and saw Hall & Oates this week. Oh, Oh, did you go? Yeah. Did you like them? I loved them. They're so badass live, dude. People don't know. Music. They have no idea how good they are live. I had yeah. no idea how good they were live. That that is a really, really if you if you like classic rock or whatever this mm-hmm. is called. Is this rock? It's classic rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's classic pop. There's a bit of Almond Brothers in those in Daryl Hall and John Oates, man. They jam oh, that yeah. stuff out. Oh yeah. There's a very bluesy side to them that people have no idea about. They're thinking private eyes, you know. Yeah, and it's not. No, it is that too. Well, it is that too, but it's not just that, man. But they ease into you, you know. That when you get there, you're like, oh, okay, it's going to be what I thought. And then the, about mid show, you're like, that's a little better than I thought. And at the end of the show, you're like, this is one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, that's how they end it. Yeah, the whole crowd is going nuts. They're really, really good. But little John Oates, you know, little man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> he, I think on his contract on the redo, yeah. he's like, I'm going to get showcased properly on this one. Okay. Because the camera's on him a lot. He has more vocals. It's staging him as an equal to Daryl way more than they did in the 80s. You know, I've, I've been seeing them since the late 90s. And, like, they've always done the live show that way. Kinda. Okay. But when they went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, coolest thing John Oates ever did. Mm-hmm. He said, the first thing he said is, said, you know, I realize I'm the highest paid background singer ever. <laughs> and he kind of is in the recorded versions. Sure. But this is him singing live at the first part of this song. When I was in the seventh grade on a ski lift, sitting next to this guy, my mom just moved to Colorado and I'm skiing with this guy all morning. It's just he and I, and he's 30 something years old and we're talking and you know what? Just normal. And he's a little guy. With, with poodle-ish like black hair. Okay. And, you know, I'm like, what do you do? And this and that. And uh, hell of a skier, by the way. And he's like, I'm, you know, I play guitar. And, and we keep talking. Next round, I'm like, like, where do you play guitar? And like, and he's in New York City with a band. I'm like, what's the name of the band? Right. I said, have I heard of them? He's like, Hall and Oates. I'm like, you're the little dude from Hall and Oates. <laughs> Did you really say that? I did not say you're the little dude from Holness, but I'm in seventh grade and I was bigger than he was. Right. He's a little guy. He's, he's a little five, guy. Six. He's a skiing son of a bitch because he's only three feet tall. He's not. So he, I mean, you know. <laughs> Low center of gravity. Have you ever seen the dog they strap on? I mean, the monkey they strap on the dog in the rodeo? Yes, of course. Yeah. He's like that guy. He's not that small. He's pretty small. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. <laughs> 800-800-7234-800-800 radio. So a great, great, great show. Gee, you got any news for me? I do indeed. Three Alabama golfers were attacked and injured by camouflaged people hiding in the woods. <laughs> it went from a prank to a crime pretty fast. Initially, they were just blowing an air horn in their back swings to mess with them. This is Lieutenant Jason Woodruff with the Gulf Shores Police. Cut two. Some words I'm sure were said back and forth and uh, the people in the wood line were dressed in camouflage 
and they uh, they basically attacked these three golfers. We believe that we are going to know who they were today. I think we are getting close to uh, identification. Well, I think they're probably, I won't say local, but local to this county. What is that? That's not a prank. No, when you attack so Oh, the air horn thing. Well, did they is. beat him up? Yeah. Yeah, they came out and attacked the dude. I mean, they're blowing their air horn when they're in the middle, you know, the backswing, right? right. These guys are trying to tee off. Like, right. you're supposed like to be, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you're supposed to be quiet. It's a jackass These thing. guys are like, ah! That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, and I appreciate that. Where does it get to a point where you come out in a mob and attack the golfer? Because I bet the golfer started MFing them and yep. cussing them hard. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, and remember, you're in the backwoods. What do you say, Gulf Shores? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that that's Alabama. That's yeah. not, I mean, that's, no, they, they went full-blown redneck on them, dude. Mm-hmm. And they start throwing. <laughs> and these got a bunch of rich pricks out there trying to get their game on, They're I'm sure. They're probably rednecks, too, and they probably just had a big-ass throwdown. It's like deliverance all over again. <laughs> it's just ding, 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 that's ding, what ding, happens ding. when rednecks drink and try to play golf. Hey, can you keep it down? I'll tell you what, get down, city boy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna have to have no golf club do it neither. Come here. Come on, whoop your ass. <laughs> right? I'll show you. The down. locals went local. Right. Uh, <laughs> people. People, people. Amaze me. Mm-hmm. Russ. Uh, are you actually talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I was just listening to your thing. What's your commentary? <laughs> why, do you call, why do you call us this morning? Oh, man, I was calling about the Hall of Notes that you went and saw. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that I'm, I'm, real, I'm really not surprised that you you really enjoyed the show. <laughs> and the, uh, the reason is because there's, there's really only two types of people in this world. Mm-hmm. The first type is people who, uh, who love Hall of Notes. And the second type are liars. Oh, it's just like what the uh, guy told me at the feed store when I was a little kid. What's that? There's two types of people out there. Those who admit to doing it and those who lie about it. <laughs> and when I say it, you're just going to fill in the blanks. 800-800-7234-800-800 radio. Gene in Arizona in Tucson. Good morning. Oh, hey, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm Gene, the Wasik. Watuka City Caveman. Okay. And I was listening to your show. I listened to it faithfully. Um, and that part about the people harassing golfers. Mm-hmm. If you you come to Arizona and harass golfers, we're going to knock you upside the head with a club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you won't be able to sneak up on us because you can't sneak through them mesquite trees and uh, creosote bushes. <laughs> And I also wanted to say, besides loving your show and all the great music I hear, Gigi, I'm in love with you, and mm. I would throw my sword, which I have a sword. I have several swords. I'm sure you I would you throw do. it at your feet and tell you it is thine to command, my lady. Ooh. Soul. Wow. Yes, I better get a pedicure. Well, huh. she's only him. Four hours from me. How far is the drive to Temecula from Tucson? Oh, that's no about idea. eight hours. Okay, well, get on the road, Gene, and, 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 and road. She'll, she'll start working on her toes. Thank you. Throw a couple of swords in the trunk and come on down. Mm. She's yours, Gene. <laughs> My knight in shining armor. There's also a correction from last week's. I've got to do an editorial retraction. Oh. Elon Musk is not German. He's South African. 
if you remember, I was like, well, that's the German in him coming out trying to get payback. Oh. Uh, we were talking about Elon Musk last huh. week. Gotcha. It must be a new listener. And uh, we let stuff like yeah, that go I mean, all the time. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even pay attention to you saying that because it happened so much. No, I remember you saying it last yeah. week. In my mind, immediately said he's South African. Right. But I didn't say it out loud because right. we just let stuff like that go all the time. And I thought about it after I said it because I know he was South African, but it just came to me that it was German for some reason. He looks German. That was your bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, like, you know, practically the same German South African. What's the difference? Yeah. Oh, here we go. I mean, really? <laughs> punchline, Bob. What is the difference? That is the punchline. To John, they're the same. There you go. <laughs> all those damn Europeans. <laughs> See? Here I we mean, go. Besides Here we the they all look alike to me. <laughs> besides the fact that South Africa is on the African continent. And I'm sorry. And forgive me, I'm sorry, sir. No, it's all good, man. That was a lob ball for you to spike back at me. I did it on purpose. But yeah, all those damn Europeans. I mean, it's all the same. But then you get into that real Europe in every state, because it's just like states like in America, and they all have different languages. I mean, but you know... And they're all talking this crap. But when you whip out a $100 bill, they all of a sudden learned English. And it's all the same. They'll take American money. They'll speak English. It's just a bunch of drunks with bad sense of humor over there. <laughs> and they're having a gas shortage right now. Do you know about this? People are waiting in long lines to fill up their cars. I mean, in a way that they haven't in England for a long time. So there's one wise guy in Surrey, England, that rode his horse past a big group of people singing about how he did not have to queue up for petrol mm -hmm. on his horse. And uh, this is cut five. Queuing for petrol. Queuing for petrol. Queuing for petrol. But I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. I don't need petrol because he runs on carrots. He runs on carrots. Right. I mean, okay, what okay, hey, 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 We stop it. Oh, you got to. But wait, there's no, more. But wait, I want to point something out that completely solidifies the uh -huh. stupid comment that I made a minute ago. Yep. They're all the same, except you've got different categories that are drunk, mm -hmm. like that guy, mm -hmm. with bad senses of humor, like that guy. Just a damned old European. It does illustrate your point. <laughs> but that's not all. Okay. <clears throat> but wait, there's yep. more. Same guy. And what a horse's ass, right? Same guy. Then, a half hour later, a short half hour later, he rode by again, this time, on his bicycle. This is cut Cure six. him for petrol. Cue him for petrol. We don't need petrol, because I'm on a bike. I'm on a bike. <laughs> alcoholic. I'm on a yeah. bike. That's why. I wish just the best part would be if somebody just walked up and knocked him off that Agreed. bike. Agreed. Well, that's why it's Europe, because if that were happening in, in this, Alabama, in they would country, already killed him. There'd have been a, you yeah. would have heard a riot on that clip. You'd have heard a gunshot. <laughs> Come here, boy. Get off that bike. The John Clay Wolf Show. Here's what's going on in the Wolf Pack. Just in case you wondered what I sound like, now you know. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That voice. Have you ever done the call thing? No, but a long time ago, people used to say I needed to work in the 900 numbers. Hi, I'm Becky. I'm waiting for your call. Wolf <laughs> <laughs> wanted to put a $5 bill in a slot somewhere. <laughs> the John Clay Wolf Show. Every Saturday morning. You're listening to the John Clay Wolf Show. The guy's a blackout drunk. 800-800-RADIO. Yo, give me the vid. Hey, want more John Clay Wolf? 
Who are you as wife? Who are you as mother? Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Heard every Saturday morning across America. Miami, Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Houston, Dallas, Nashville, Oklahoma City, Austin, Charlotte, Orlando, Cincinnati, and broadcasting to the rest of the world at johnclaywolf.com or jcwshow.com. Check out the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast at jcwshow.com. Now, John Clay Wolf. 800-800-7234, 800-800-RADIO. Donnie in Virginia, good morning, you're there. Hey, how you doing, sir? I'm good, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, is there any more room for another redneck in Texas? I got to get out of Virginia. <laughs> What's wrong? I mean, I mean Virginia's like kissing cousins and coal mining, isn't it? Or is that West Virginia? Hey, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We moved to North Virginia when I was two, so I think I went from bad to worse. Hey, listen, (laughs) I wanted to tell you guys, I'm not, I'm not being paid for this. I had a great experience with you guys. Hey, it took me longer to turn the tags in at the DMV Hmm? than it did to do the deal with you guys. What'd you do? What'd you 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 uh, you sell the car? Obviously. Corvette, yeah, 2009. My father passed about well, a week ago, and um, my sister needs a vehicle, and uh, the Corvette's beautiful, but it's, I got a heavy foot, and that thing's too fast for me. But it was showroom clean. Uh, Kip took good care of us. What I was going to tell you, I don't, I'm too happy with that, um, the computer, uh, you know, where you all get the computer readout. It was kind of lowball me, and well, Kip kept calling or texting me. I'm on a fancy flip phone. Right. I don't know how to do all that fancy. Well, anyhow, Kip finally called, and I said, I'm not answering the phone. So my wife did, hmm? and um, you know how women are always right. But anyhow, uh, yeah, it worked out great. It, Kip, uh, he did a good job. Hey, John, you know, we, me and you, I'm, my name's Donnie. And yours is John. Right. You got all your friends that got fancy catch names and all. We got to come up with a better name, man. John ain't getting it. In, in Kip, John Clay. Kip. Kip actually is the drummer that plays. He uh, he's a buyer. Give me the vin, but he also plays the drums at our Christmas parties. Thank you for calling. I just, oh, that, that's great. That's a little yeah. nugget of yeah, information you did not know. <laughs> 800-807. Sounds like the opening to Bosom Buddies. John and Kip found themselves needing a new place to live. Hey, Brett in Chicago. Good morning. You're there. Hey, John. Hey, man. Well, do you work at home? No, no. I don't work from home. <laughs> You've offended him. Why are you calling me? What do you want? I drink I drink from home. I don't, I don't work from home, man. I drink from home. Where in Chicago you be staying? Uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. All right. What's on your mind? Nothing, man. I just love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, good, because I've got some haters up there, too. No, nobody hates you, man. I definitely have some haters in Chicago. They're inside haters. But they're haters. Oh. Don't be hating. I don't worry about it. Hey, haters going to hate. Br- 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 <laughs> Brett, yell out to him. Don't be hating, dog. Please let him know. <laughs> don't be hating on John Clay Wolf. <laughs> Thank you. 800-7234. We've got our friendlies up there. 800-800-RADIO. Good morning. You're on the air. What do you want? John Clay. Yes. It's Jeff in, uh, Jeff in Indiana. Hey, Jeff in Indiana. Carl Holler. I'm a used car hauler, okay. and I'm a big time fan. Oh, good. And uh, and also was um, 
trying to sell you guys a car, uh-huh. and I just can't come to come to terms on it. So you're going to call me on national radio, <laughs> and you want to work it out? Yeah. <laughs> we, hey, I want to tell we you, might try hey, Jeff, before we even get into what your car's worth, guys, for if you wonder what the hell he's talking about, I also own a company called GiveMeTheVin.com, and it happens to sponsor this show, and it's America's Best Car Bar. So, Jeff, I don't know what you charge for your hauling services, but I think it's too high. I want a better deal. Oh, uh, well, we but fuel went up. Right, there you go. Uh, so now you're going to start defending it. So, so good. To tell me about your car deal problem, and I'm going to defend mine. I want to make some money, too, homeboy. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm sitting here looking at this load I brought out of, out of the auction. Yeah. And, and these pickup trucks, this poor, poor Honda dealer bought. Oh, Did they buy from me? 2017 and 19, bottom of the barrel. I mean, these things. My 09 Cadillac CTS Premier mm-hmm. all-wheel drive is a beautiful 147,000-mile car. Oh, I bet we hit that car at two grand, three grand. They couldn't even come to three. If they came to three, we would have had a deal. Yeah, they're smart. I'm glad they didn't. I mean, what the hell do you do with a 150,000-mile Cadillac besides take it to a mechanic or drive it off in a lake? I mean, you can ghetto sled it, but, the, but when it lays down and the air goes out, it's totaled. Okay, we'll see. What? A, what? 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 I'll tell you. In, what I'll a, tell you. In, I'll tell you in the cruise night videos. What? What? <laughs> over the next ten years. What did we? What did we? Uh, what did we offer for it? And what does it the, take? They were offered a best offer. They came out was twenty one and thirty thirty three thousand would take it. Okay, let's just split the difference. Have you got to get back to me? No, 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 no. You got me. You called me on the radio. Let's make a deal. If we're going to make a dope deal, let's make a dope deal. Is it a deal? It's got to be. It's got to be three grand. No, no. I want to split the difference. I think the car's the car's sitting on the lot anywhere around here for seven grand. Yeah, but everybody's financing them, and it's a different animal. We're using the cash market. Though. You're going to flip it. I am. You're going to flip okay. it at the auction. So, so how much do I need to make to even break even? What have I got to pay you to haul it? From here to Chicago, they go over there for $140. Now, where are you? I'm, I'm, I'm that's 68 miles, 78 miles east of the Chicago auction, just outside of South Bend, Indiana. Okay. Okay. Oh nine. I run a, I run a, I run a pipe. I run a pipeline right. from the guys that flip the cars that buy them from you mm-hmm. and take them to the other auction in Indiana and flip them. So I know the deal, John. I've been playing the game. I for understand. Years. Where? I mean, I'm. Uh, we are in the car trafficking business. It happens to be a legal one, <laughs> yeah, but it is, very, it is very. It is very. Looks a lot like Pablo Escobar's business plan on paper. <laughs> So here's here's what I'll do. You deliver that car to Mannheim, Chicago, and I'll give you a check for twenty eight hundred. I got to talk that one over with the wife. Well, I'm gonna have to call my wife too. Hang on. Do you have a moment? I can call my wife to see if she 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 still wants to do that. Just be a man and make a decision. Stop just talking about nothing. It's just say sold. Move on. What's next? So I can't sell it because I won't be able to replace it for that. Oh God! All but right. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. right. I love the show. Thank you. I, I do, and and I do. Thank you, John. I appreciate <laughs> it. But yeah, we were we, if we could got the three, uh-huh. we, and I would have delivered it. All stroke right, I'll see you, man. God stroke bless you, man. God bless and uh, hail Mary, and Allah lives and everything else.
It's 147,000 miles. Oh, no. Oh. Everybody, have you heard? The John Clay Wolf Show. Here's what's going on in the Wolf Pack. This new government program where they're relieving student debt. It is not what I thought it was. They're not wiping out your student debt. Oh, no. He said something about Pell Grant. Yeah. I got a Pell Grant. I opened a bar with it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say only cashable at the registrar's office. I think they do that now. They make you actually pay the college with it. I swear to God, they gave me a check. <laughs> that was foolish. What could I do with this? The John Clay Wolf Show. Every Saturday morning. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Get a haircut, buttercup! America's largest weekend morning show, 800-800-RADIO. Check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com. Hey, the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast, The John Clay Wolf Show. Now, back to The John Clay Wolf Show, presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. This is The John Clay Wolf Show. Did they figure out if Cobain died high? Was it heroin that made him crazy? Well, I mean, as much as he did, it was probably in his system. Right. Permanently. Was that the argument, though, that the heroin made him do it? No. I've never really heard that, but I mean, yeah, you could say it. He was kind of a down guy anyway. I mean, I think touring got the better of him, maybe. Hmm? He had a really bad childhood, too, so... Well, speaking well, of, of speaking of drugs, we have an update from our own in-house market media magnate, Bob Floyd, with the Dope Report. That's right, kids. You want to make some money right now? Pot is the answer. And there's no doubt legalization has been a boon to high, high, high quality marijuana. But travel restrictions and general fear of contact during the virus has created a new trend in those areas of the country where grass is still considered legally a no-no. And I'm talking about the return of homegrown. That's right, because with a surplus of stay-at-home social distancing and an abundance of people in rural areas with agricultural talents, you can find amazingly good pot in the less traveled areas. And here's the rub. These bumpkins by and large, have no idea how really good their crops are, and most are over the age of 60, so they still <laughs> think it's perfectly acceptable to price their quarter-ounce bags at $20 a pop, and that's easily worth 125 in the depleted parts of the country where it's right now very difficult to get good weed, and that, friends, is a 600% markup. Stock up big. Get out to the country, and let's make some money. You're welcome. I'm Bob Floyd with the Dope Report. You keep talking. I swear Blow is my favorite movie. Wall Street used to be my favorite movie, but Blow, Johnny Depp's Blow. Boston George. Oh, God. When they, when they flew that airplane into Mexico, <laughs> the stolen airplane from Mota. Looking for Mota. It reminded me flying my plane into South Louisiana looking for used cars because you felt like you landed in Mexico. Everybody yeah. was... It was a different deal. Anyway. Um, First time I flew with you was to Shreveport. You remember that? Yep. And we were listening to Billy Joel on the runway. Yeah. Remember that? Because that plane had the uh, CD player in it. Billy Joel and Ray Charles. Yep. 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 That was fun. My baby grand. Um, Hmm. Speaking of stoners, and I don't know if he's a stoner, but I'm going to assume that he might be. Dave Mustaine from Metallica. We did end up buying that... uh, Aston Martin Vantage from him, from Dave. Oh, you did? And we sold it at the auction on Wednesday. I actually have a cut of it if you'd like to hear. Yeah. That'd be fun. Whose car was Dave Mustaine's car from Megadeth? 
Long story short, it's like has a plate on there. It says built for Dave Mustaine. He's the guitarist for Megadeth. I know you listen to Megadeth a lot, Andrew. <laughs> right? <laughs> I told him to have a picture with him. I what, did it make us another 500? Was it about it? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Most people I mean, knew it. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it the, the, well, the, no, nobody knew it. The The picture wasn't up there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you have that Casey Kasem cut where he starts screaming about his GD pictures? That's what I feel like sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, are my, yeah. where are my pictures? Damn it. I think it's up on the Facebook page right now, right? The, the picture of uh, Dave and the uh, Aston Martin. Yes, it's up on the John Clay Wolf Show mm-hmm. radio page. So if you don't think this is real, ask your man at Megadeth because we bought his Aston Martin and we bought Beyonce's Phantom Rolls in Houston and we bought Paris Hilton's SLR Benz, the one that she did the real world with and who else have we bought uh, celebrity cars, there's three big ones we bought Shaq's car bought Shaq's SL Um, there's more but if you're a celebrity, or more, more important, if you're the assistant of a powerful business person or celebrity, those guys don't want to mess with anyone. They want their assistants to handle it. You can go to GiveMeTheVin.com and load it up and handle it for your uh, guy, the guy you work for anywhere in the country. A lot of these people have homes all over the country, and they have extra cars. I bought the first Tesla I ever bought was a hedge fund operator out of Chicago. Okay. And he had a home in the Pacific Palisades. And he had that first model Tesla. I forgot what it was called. But we bought it and, you know, scooped it up with a rollback out of his house in the Palisades and brought it back to Texas. And I sold it in Houston. <laughs> um, I remember it like it was yesterday. 800-800-7... That was about 10 years ago. 800-800-7234. 800-800-RADIO. A rookie cop in uh, Michigan named Jonathan Garcia made his very first arrest on Monday. Normally wouldn't be a big deal. This will be cut number five. And uh, it probably isn't what you dream about when you're in police academy or some audio. We got a call from a, a few passerbys. They described a white male in front of the church there on Pennsylvania. They said that he was pooping right in front of the sign there. <laughs> One of the callers in particular, she had young children in the car and she was justifiably upset. It was definitely not an animal. It was definitely human in nature. He did admit to defecating in public. You know, I guess uh, the urge got the most of him and he was a- unable to find an accessible restroom right away. Uh, well, <laughs> if he, if, being a police officer. If he was a good hunter, he would know the tricks and you find a good, solid tree <laughs> do a deep knee bend to 90 degrees with your back against the tree if and at one, that point you can simulate sitting on the toilet uh, that's your first, information here john well, I mean, I've, I've, I've been in the wild outdoors the great outdoors and, <laughs> so that's I, your first arrest as right. a police officer right. in your life oh you broke your cherry <laughs> uh, i had at one time at one point this i hate to admit this but we were at a church, just kind of visiting a church and stuff like that, and I had to go to the bathroom bad. We don't know where the bathroom was at. So I'm like, you know, me coming, we're coming from Connecticut, so we're here in Texas new, and, and back in Connecticut, we would we only had one bathroom, so we'd go outside, right? Sure. Well, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go outside. I run to the side, and there's like a mobile home type thing. Oh, no. God, I don't know where this is going. Well, yeah. I'm taking a leak, and then all of a sudden, the door opens up, and there's a bunch of people in there. Hey, what are you doing? I ran all the way to my parents' car and just hid in the car. I was so freaked out. How old were you? 
Uh, this was what? 13 years old? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seventh yeah. grade. Well, I'm yeah. a different call of duty story. Call of duty. All right. Cut number seven. A student in the Philippines recently got caught playing call of duty. Kids are doing this. They're finding ways to multitask while they're supposed to be learning. He muted his teacher, though, so you can imagine what happened. Come on, Patch. Get that 30. Mr. Rodriguez, Alessandro. Come on, get that 30. Get that 30, bro. <laughs> and he doesn't even hear me. Oh, my God. He's really? playing Call of Duty and he's muted the teacher. He can't but hear the, the teacher. But the teacher can hear him. Right. Everybody the can hear him. class can hear him. Hit it again so it makes sense. Come on, Patch. Get that 30. Mr. Rodriguez, Alessandro. Come on, get that 30. Get that 30, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. And so, he doesn't even hear me. So the teacher's trying to get him to quit playing his video games. Right. <laughs> Oh no! I walked in front of the um, the Zoom cam during COVID last April. With your your kids were yeah, I was in, in my, class. I was in my underwear. Oh jeez! Oh. And I walked across the back oh. of the uh, screen, and my wife liked to have a panic attack. <laughs> there have been videos of moms getting ready for work in the morning, right. naked, walking behind the kids. <laughs> they, they, totally. Just and naked as just hell. Just naked as I just got out of the shower, walked behind the kid, and the teachers are like, hello, Mrs. Smith. Hey, Pat, speaking of, of your naked days, back when you were a nudist. Nudist. Um, I still don't. I, I've thought about this a lot, J.D. Oh, jeez. I mean, see, you would just walk around Junker flying and totally. everybody, everybody was cool? Completely. In fact, if you wear clothes, you feel like you're the one that's out of place. Because huh. when you first get there, you don't have to be. It's clothing optional. You don't have to be naked. But you really but feel weird. But what about weird. the super hot ones and you, and you pitch a tent? No, you really don't. It's not because it's not sexual. It's not. I know it sounds weird. It I, sounds- know you're seeing, I know you're seeing people that are hot and they're naked, but it's not sexual at all. It's just uh, you're outdoors. I mean, do you like, wait, so when you go up and meet someone, do you comment on their body parts? Nope. Nope. There's no are you com- allowed to? Hey, they, man, what a great rack you, you have. Look at that suntan. I'm really liking those lines. Well, I was going <laughs> to ask the question, do you do that in public when you go to a party? But John probably does. But you're not walking around <laughs> naked. You're not walking around naked. But you it, comment on their clothes, and if they've got great boobs and they're sitting there staring at you, yeah. You, you, say, made, you made my point, which is it's just normal. Everybody's naked. There's no. I'm not buying it, J.D. Ryan. I'm not buying it. My name's John Clay Wolf. And during Saturdays, every Saturday for the past 15 years, we do this radio show. And during the week, we run a company called Give Me the Vin, V-I-N.com. As you can assume, since I host this show, I negotiated for the company to be our sponsor. Imagine that. So, if you'd like to sell your car, please go to GiveMeTheVinNumber.com. Give me the VIN. And it takes about 45 seconds to get a bid from our computer system. We'll come to your house. We'll pick it up. If we don't beat a CarMax offer, we'll send you a check for $100. I don't know how else to explain it. Take the biggest brand I could come up with and just put a bounty on them. If that doesn't validate my pricing, I don't know what it does. We'll bear back. John Clay Wolf Show. Here's what's going on in the Wolf Pack. This new government program where they're relieving student debt. It is not what I thought it was. They're not wiping out your student debt. Oh, no. He said something about Pell Grant. Yeah. I got a Pell Grant. I opened a bar with it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say only cashable at the registrar's office. I think they do that now. They make you actually pay the college with it. I swear to God, they gave me a check. <laughs> that was foolish. What could I do with this? The John Clay Wolf Show. Every Saturday morning. Give me the bed. The John Clay Wolf Show.
Hey, the John Clay Wolf Show has what you need. Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S., the John Clay Wolf Show. Now, back to the John Clay Wolf Show. Hit him up right now, 1-800-800-RADIO. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Ed, good morning. You're on the air. Yes, sir. 16, or is it an 18? Is it an 18 or a 16 Dodge Ram? It's an 18. 18 Dodge Ram Power Wagon. Do you remember the TV show in the 80s called Simon and Simon? Yes, sir. That was where I fell in love with Power Wagon. They had one, didn't they? Yes, sir. Yep. So this, one. this is a new one, and does it have the factory winch on it? Yes, sir. 66,000 miles Power Wagon Dodge. It's got the big engine, the six-something. Six-four? Yes? The five. Yeah, six-four. Okay, leather roof nav. Average rough or clean? Uh, I didn't hear you. Average rough or clean condition? Average. Any rust? No, not at all. Do you want to sell it? Yeah, I'm interested in selling it. Okay. Does 37000 buy it? No, I owe more than that on it. But that has nothing to do with the value of it. You drove it a lot. It's got 66,000 miles on it. What does it take to buy it? Forty. If I give 40000 do I own it? You can own it for forty. I own it. All right. All right, Stan. I've been telling everybody I'm going to overpay because yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going long in the car market. I'm making a bet, so I'm going to do it on you. I gave 2000 too much for your car. But I want it, I'm going to do it, and I'm excited, and thank you. And I'm going to put you on hold and have pre-K load you up, okay? Stan, I'll do the same thing for you right now. A 20 F-250 power stroke with uh, 30,000 miles, you there? Yeah, yeah. Is it Lariat yeah, or XLT? I got it. Lariat or XLT? It's the XL. XL, so it's a base truck like a work truck, like gray grill rubber mats? Yeah, uh, it it it. No, it has carpet. It has carpet. Okay. Uh, put me put and, me down uh, for around fifty grand, and let's start there. Uh, go, go to go to the website, gimmethevin.com, and let's keep growing. I need to know more about it. My name is John Clay Wolf, and I buy cars on the radio for America's best car buyer. Give me the vin.com. Here's what's going on in the Wolf Pack. Denise. I haven't called a radio station since junior high, but you're so inappropriately, perfectly funny. And it's just refreshing on a Saturday morning. Just what age did you lose funny. your virginity? Charlie, do you have to play that every time there's a woman on the phone? <laughs> Denise, don't listen to him. Oh, now, what God. age did you lose your virginity? Oh. Which way? Ooh. <laughs> Bada bing. Bada boom. The John Clay Wolf Show. Every Saturday morning. You're listening to the John Clay Wolf Show. The guy's a blackout drunk. 800-800 radio. Yo, give me the vin. Hey, want more John Clay Wolf? Who are you, his wife? Who are you, his mother? Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S. From the Wolf Radio Studios, it's time for the John Clay Wolf Show. America's number one Saturday morning show. Call John. Toll free. Cheap bastards. 1-800-800-RADIO. Now, John Clay Wolf. That lying bastard. Oh, the guy that called a minute ago saying that he had the mom and the daughter and everybody's cool with it. I think it all, he just made it all up. I mean, 
Nobody gets to do that except J.D. Ryan. I, <laughs> I didn't even get away with that. <laughs> and Machete. Machete did that, right? I don't remember Machete. Is it a movie? Yeah. They called him Machete. That's the Hispanic gentleman with the bad complexion, right? Yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo. You're right. What happened to him? Did he have a bad case of acne? No, he's he's still around. He's working all the time, man. He's, he does a lot of B-genre films, you know. So he's that ugly because he's really ugly. I mean, he's kind yeah. of famous for being ugly, but he got to have a mom and a daughter at the same time? Yeah. Lindsay Lohan, I think, in her uh, movie Mother. But she's a drug addict. Well, she, uh, she was So are you saying now. you have to be a drug addict to like a Mexican guy with a bad complexion? Did you never see Machete? <laughs> no, I told you I hadn't seen Machete. He's, he's charming ugly. He's like Benji the yeah. dog. He's so ugly, he's cute. Yeah, see? He's so ugly, he's handsome. <laughs> but... You know, J.D., I was thinking about you, J.D. Ryan, oh, everybody. Geez. Morning. He, we posted this video. I posted this video on the John Clay Wolf Show Facebook site, and it's a recap of J.D.'s former career as a television star. Okay. And, I mean, boy, were you good looking. <laughs> I believe that's a backhanded compliment. No, no, no. I mean, if I was gay and it was 30 years ago, you'd have been the one. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great great time. Something's wrong with his mic. Yeah, I'm a little over my And I don't know what it is. I'll back away. Well. I'll make it work. Uh, so, I lost yeah, my it, it was a long time ago. It was a great, great, we had a great TV show that was kind of before reality TV kicked in. We could do anything. We had, me and another guy, we had a camera. We went everywhere. It's amazing. I think you're, you're going to have to switch mics. Okay. It's pretty bad. I heard it right out of the game. I hope that other one's working. Well, we've got like four or ten of them in here. Hey, JD. Hello, just hello, hello. There. It's amazing what you can get away with when you have a camera. And <laughs> it's just amazing the crap. In fact, we did that one year. One year we went to the state fair with a camera mm-hmm. just to see how much free crap we could get. Right. Everything. You bring a camera with you. Of course, in the old days, it was a beta camera, which was the size of a you know giant <laughs> thing. Betamax. So yeah. it really looked like, yeah, it was beta. Well, not Betamax. Betamax. It doesn't matter. It was a big camera. And so you look like you're a TV crew. J.D., I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I want to talk about how much tail you slayed. Oh, dude. I want to talk about it. I really want to get down to the... Gr- uh, uh, I need to... Can I get a blank piece of paper and a couple of pens? <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep a scorecard. Um, so you were telling me... We were yeah. looking... You guys got to watch. Go to John Clay Wolf Show and look at this video I posted of J.D. And then you'll see where I'm coming from with this. So you and Russ Martin yes. are in L.A. Uh, yes. And all these events, star-studded events. Backstage at the MTV Awards, that kind of thing. Now, you're not as big a deal in L.A. because no, you're a Dallas guy. No, That was the joke. So all the tail was in Dallas? Mm, yeah, yeah, 90% of it, Lee. Oh, I mom. mean, it's everybody's dream. It's every man's dream to come out of the building, walk into the street, and have women just hurling themselves at you. It, uh, and and I, I believe this is, was your life, J.D., it was a time hurling, Gigi. It was, hurling. There was a time. Mm. Gigi, have you ever have you ever hurled yourself at a man, Gigi? No, but I'm willing to. Let's do it, JD. <laughs> All right, come to Dallas. So come to Daddy. I thought that's what you were going to say. Da- come to Daddy. Come to Daddy, baby. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, tell me a story about thirty year old JD Ryan that looks like a movie star that's doing TV and radio. Yeah, and everybody knows him. It was he's on the hit TV show, and he's traveling around the world. Like, what's an? Ex- give me a good story of a woman hurling herself at you. 
Russ, Russ and I had both both been in tele, uh, radio rather for years, and we were only on thirty minutes once a week in the TV show. But we got more people. What was it about? <laughs> it's about a half hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says that because there's a joke in there when we're talking to Howard Stern, where Howard Stern's, what is this show you guys are doing? We said, ask us what it's about. And in in harmony, we both go, it's about a half hour. And um, Howard didn't think it was funny either. Uh, I did. Uh, but did. we're talking about a, a woman and hurling herself at you. It just, it just, it just happens in odd places and weird. weird. Just, but let the, let, the, One, let the little people know what it feels like. Yeah, I want to know. We, Gigi wants to know what it feels like. I want to know what it feels more like. More people mm-hmm. knew us from that one thirty-minute show once a week than ever knew us for twenty years previous in radio. So you'd go into places and people would immediately know who you are and they would approach you. Uh, one young lady just took me out to her car by the hand and just said, "This is what's going to happen." And what did she say was going to happen? And it did. It's more honestly in that case it was more about she was showing me what it was what it was going to happen so she moved some upstairs clo- or downstairs downstairs, downstairs. She, she moved some clothing aside you want to walk said, you through the house this is what's open the door yeah basically here take my panties <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a nice house the carpet needed cleaning so we did that uh anyway and, was, and, and did you in you were in a like a live remote that was actually just a, a nightclub over in Dallas and she walked you out into the parking lot. Yep, by hand. Didn't even say a word. Mm-hmm. Just said, "Hey, come out, follow me." And then I'm like, "Oh." Okay. And whose car? Hers. And y'all did this in her car. Yes. Wow. And then later at her place. Oh, again. Ooh. Yeah. It was. It was it now, was, were you married? It was an odd time. I was not. I never cheated on my wife. But Russ and I were. This is my favorite Russ Martin, JD Ryan TV story. We were about to go on a trip with the Hooters girls. I know it sounds like I'm making this up. To Winter Park, Colorado, for a ski trip, but we're doing it for the TV show. We're not going along. We're not, but it's all Hooters girls, and we're just we're there. And my wife puts one of those cards in my suitcase. I hope you find yourself, and I hope you know that, that we were breaking up. It was the marriage was over, so that was the perfect opportunity. So she leaves you the day before you leave on the trip with the Hooters girl. Pretty much. And how much sex did you have with Hooters girl? Dude, that was such an incredible trip. I can't even tell you. One of the girl, one of the girls. We were down the next day at lunch, and we realized I realized that wasn't the only person she'd been with on that trip. Oh, because she said something like to the effect of, "I was so drunk, I don't even remember who all was there." Mm. It was yeah. And Russ looked at me like, "Really." No. Yeah. Here's a JD interviewing Howard Stern oh, back in '93. You have that. A TV show you guys doing? I mean, what's it about? No, I mean, yeah. What it, what show is this? Ask us what it's about. What is it about? About a, a half, half hour. hour. <laughs> All right, Russ and JD, cutting edge. My radio show has broken such new ground that I've been fined over a million and a half dollars by the United States government. For every time I open my mouth, I get fined. Every time I say something, I get fined. You ever think about and just maybe, maybe shutting up? Would that work? You know, you, you know, J.D., you're a real wise ass, aren't you? <laughs> That's pretty funny. We had fun times. We had good time. We got to meet everybody, man. It was just, when you had a TV show back then, there wasn't YouTube and there wasn't TikTok and all this stuff. So we were a big deal. I mean, it was it was fun to have a local television. When show. did it air? It was from eighty nine to ninety four. No, like was it Saturday oh, night, it Friday ran, night? It ran Friday nights at ten o'clock, and again, sun, the same show ran Sunday nights at five. P. So it was a jump junk time slot. 
kind Basically, of. Yeah, a party time slot. But right. People are going to be home Saturday night live kind of crew. Right. Kind of, kind of watching time. So that was fun, man. We had a blast. We had two guys with a camera. Only four people produced that whole show. Some of that guy earlier wow. was telling that story about the two and the doubling up and all that. Yeah. You, did you have that happen to you, too? No, I did not have that that specific happen. No, I never did the, the mom thing. It just never showed up on my radar. But you did do the babysitter thing. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. That, oh. was, that oh. was great. Have you ever and, heard that story, Gigi? No, I have not. We're talking about J.D. Ryan's, uh, or Backtracks, J.D. Ryan's, play this song backwards. Um, his, he was dating this gal, and yeah, she, it started fading, and they came back from a date, and the babysitter took him into a closet. <laughs> is, that, is that about right? That's not, what? That's, no, that's not the way it happened. I was... I stayed at the house. I was working radio at night, so she would work during the day, and the babysitter was there watching her kids because I'm not watching her children, and uh, the babysitter was uh, attracted. So we... So you were there... Dude, this makes me sound so no. bad. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it, it makes you sound like a stud, No, it baby. makes me sound horrible as a human. <laughs> well, I mean... But anyway, yes, all that happened. How old was the babysitter? She was 21, about to go to college at TCU. <laughs> How old were you? <sighs> 30 what? Late 30s, yeah. Late 30s? 35, 36, 37, somewhere around there. So do you think she had da- so, so you, you Yeah, you daddy had issues. Oh, daddy yeah. issues. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, uh, well, just don't care. I mean, Gigi, you know. you're a therapist. What, what is the daddy issue? You hear this, this excuse for women being slutty for years, that they have daddy issues. What's that mean? You aim to please. You're looking for approval. Because you didn't get it from your dad. That's right, but you're going to get it from daddy. You're going to get it from daddy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, say it again. Say it again. (laughs) You're going to get it from daddy, girl. (laughs) Russ and I went to this one place called Hedonism. You ever heard of Hedonism? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Russ and I went there one time with the TV show. This the, The difference in our personalities. So we're at dinner, and there's four girls from UCLA. At the table. And people know why people go to hedonism. Hedonism, This was hedonism, too, in Jamaica. People know why you go there. It's kind of a swingers place. And these four girls are by themselves. So I get to talking to them, blah, blah, blah. We go back to the room, get dressed. And I look over at Russ and I go, you going to come with me? He's like, dude, we got satellite TV. I swear to God, the guy stayed there. I got back at about 530 in the morning. He was still on the couch watching satellite television. I'm like, dude, we have different lives. We We really are different. But four girls? I didn't do four girls. That, I was going to say there's only one of you. That didn't. That that did not occur. I'd love to say that it did, but no. Somebody what? sounds a little jealous. <laughs> I kind of am. You know what Why? I mean? It was a long time ago. So how many? <clears throat> two. Two. Now was this the same place that you said that there was a guy and his wife in yes, a hot exactly the in same. a hot tub? In there's, the hot there's tub. some stories I don't forget, Bobo. There's a hot right. tub. It's not a hot a regular hot tub. It's a hot tub the size of a mm, small pool at a hotel. It's big because it's hedonism. hedonism. And there's a guy that has his wife there, and there's a line of gentlemen. I'll just leave it at that. Lined up. Lined up. Taking turns. Yep. Lined up. Lined, Lined up. up. What do you mean? Choo choo. Waiting to take their turn, and I'm going to stop right there. Man. How freaky can we get? Hedonism <laughs> is a whole different world, man. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Get a haircut, buttercup. America's largest weekend morning show. 800-800-RADIO.
Check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com. Hey, the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast, The John Clay Wolf Show. We now return to The John Clay Wolf Show, America's largest weekend morning show. Presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. Call John, 800-800-RADIO. And check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com. This is The John Clay Wolf Show. Chili's restaurants using robot servers to make jobs easier for workers. Really? Yeah. Robot servers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They come to the tape. What was that gal's name in the Jetsons that was the maid? Rosie. Rosie. Rosie the robot. <laughs> yeah, they come to the tables. That's pretty odd. They bring the food? Yeah, I wonder if they like program them with sticks so they can get better tips. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, How do I, they put it on the table? With, with the robot hands. With the robot hands? Sure. I mean, you got blow-up dolls and robot servers. <laughs> you would take it there. Gigi, I, speaking of, and it, the first thing I thought mm. of taking it there, I'm just going to talk to her. Um, what? Gosh, I lost my train of thought. 1993. Uh, mm-hmm. Chili's. Good-looking server. I mean, a hostess. My buddy and I, Carter, walk in there. And we're juniors in college and we had the bar do you remember I've, I've told a lot of people this story maybe they don't i had a bar when i was in college with this guy he was my best friend and mm-hmm. there was this great looking hostess great looking to stretch good looking but very busty is that a nice mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. okay in a very good way and uh i talked her into coming up to the bar after she got off work which was not open and uh, we had a little fun in the liquor room, mm-hmm. but not not like too much. But I did get to examine the busty part. Mm-hmm. Is that too much? Nope. Okay. I'm I'm waiting to see where you're headed with this. Okay. This segment is called Booty Block. So it started with the hostess at Chili's. She comes mm-hmm. up to the bar. We fool around a little bit in the middle of the day. And then she came back up there the next day and Carter was there. He got her number. He called her. He went to her house, and he went all the way with her. Wow. I mean, this is why people like Chili's. <laughs> and ma- management at Chili's, you need to listen to this. I mean, this, I mean, how many more times do you think we went to eat there after that? A lot, right? I mean, that's a, that's like going to a poker table that hit. Yes. Or a, casino, or a slot machine. No, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, you know, was that a cool, was that a nice friend thing? To steal my girl? She wasn't your girl. She wasn't your girl. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you smooched a little. She wasn't your girl. Yeah, but I mean, to jump from one to the other and for him to booty block and jump and steal my girl? No, no. I I, I was disappointed, but of, of course I'm, I'm, I pressed him for the details, and that was fun. But it happened a lot. You know, there was also another night when he and I, we then we bought another bar, and it was more of a music venue. And we were at the strip club, juniors in college, and we actually, J.D., and you'll be proud of this because this is a difficult task. We did rope and tie a pair of strippers, and we got them to move locations after they closed, 
back to our place and show up and they actually showed up such a challenge i mean that, that right there you're right right on Hello. yeah because normally double high five yeah i mean you get stood up i mean strippers are the the, the whole breakfast thing is if they get out of your sight they're gone <laughs> it's like cats <laughs> it's not like cats it's like mice mice they just you see them in the floor they run into the wall how did they get into that door where did they, they go i don't you. know that stripper just disappeared on me vanished so we get them back to the bar and I remember we did karaoke. Like, it was just us. It was after hours. Turned on Better Man, Pearl Jam. Carter kind of looked like Eddie Vedder. But it was fun. So we had this bar and the stage and these lights and this big sound system. It's a big place. It holds several hundred people. And we're just having fun with these gals. And Carter's up on the stage doing karaoke of Better Man. And I'm running sound. No, we were not doing drugs, Bobbo. No. We were just been drinking. Probably a lot, it sounds like. I mean, enough, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's pretty fun to have your bar, and you're sitting there and acting like... Act, you had a couple of strippers. You, you gathered them back. Very this, cool. This is a successful... This is what we you would coin a successful outing for a pair of young men. <laughs> right. I right. think so. Very I cool. think so. Have your own bar? And then I got this one, and he got that one, and his was ugly, and mine was good looking. Mm. And we went back to his house and he did it again swapped the ugly one left because her boyfriend showed up so now it's just the one and then i went to waterburger to go feed us never do that see no. that john john i'm trying to be a good host you're no you it. never no it was a very polite thing for you to do but that's mm-hmm. an obvious dismount mm-hmm. i mean you're that's yeah, a dismount indeed that's a dismount move yeah that's a dismount so when, when when you have two strippers after hours and you're back at the house and one leaves and now it's one stripper and two men, boys at that time, then if you leave your off base, yes. you don't pass, yes. go, you don't, mm-hmm. you just go straight to jail? There's two ways that's going to go and you're unfortunately the man yeah. in this it's case. Foul ball. Foul ball. <laughs> yeah. All right. I learned the hard way. Yeah. You're going to be like that guy looking through the window like on those... On those free movies that nobody watches, but everybody talks about. Oh. Talking about. <laughs> you know, it happened another time oh, in no. college. My roommate in our apartment. It was you. So you have an apartment. It's got an entry door into the living room. Okay. Or you can add the extra efficiency room that has a separate entrance. So I had my bedroom. He had his. But there were two doors. To get to this apartment, and when you came up the stairs, you went past his, and he went to mine. But ours, our our our, our door had the number like three seventeen on the door, right. and his was like three twenty, maybe something like that. It's been a while, like a long while. Anyway, <laughs> late night, same thing after hours, da da da. And this gal that uh, she's real cute. She lived nearby. We knew her. Um, I said, call me after you get home, or when you're done, or something. She calls. This is before we had handheld cell phones. Calls the ringer ringer and the the real one. And she's on her way over. And I'm like, I'll be damned. I mean, because that doesn't happen a lot. A lot of, I mean, what's the kill rate on that? The percentages that that's going to go down? Oh, uh, 7%? Maybe. 4%? 5 I'd say 28, but right. your miles may so, vary. So, so she's, she's on the hook, fish on. It's, you know, 2.45 in the morning. Mm. She's on her way over. Very precarious. I give her directions again. And I'm like, wow, this is good. Here we go. So I put on my robe. Like Ooh. the guy like the guy uh-huh. in a, 
Sister Christian moment in um, Boogie Nights. Yeah. yeah, get all Hefner. And I put, mm-hmm. I, and I turn on my Technique stereo system, the stack. Uh oh. Yes. And Hit put him with put, the sound. Put the right sounds on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there ready for her to come by, and she never came by. She never came by. She never came by. And oh. so, like the next night, this was a Memorial Day weekend, and it was Friday night. And then Saturday goes by. And then Sunday, we do a barbecue at the apartment complex where I have these other friends. We're all friends. Um, it's like Three's Company. And I'm talking and I'm telling this story about Jessica, how she was supposed to come by. And never came never by. Showed up, and everybody started laughing. I think I know what And happened. I'm like, what are you laughing about? What are you? Well, you can't tell. You can tell me. You can tell me. You can tell me. You're going to tell him? No, no, no. Shut up. What? What happened? Tell me. My sorry ass roommate. <laughs> Stepped in front of the receiver and caught the ball. He picked it. Pick six. <laughs> Back for a touchdown. She came to the door. She knocked gotcha. on his door. Yep. And she said, is John, oh, no. is John here? And he said, no. And I'd already told him that she was coming over. And he said, no. What a punk. And the the story the wives tell that tells, it might have been the only time in his entire life he ever got laid. Oh Carson and Amarillo. Carson. <laughs> I hope you're tuned in this morning. Right. But he picked six me. So, nice guys finish last? Yeah. Is that no. the story? Oh, you were just... No, because you won. Because your wife is beautiful and lovely. So I'm, you win. I'm super happy. I'm going back years, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my wife was extremely young on that day. Oh, she's, yeah. she's 13 years my junior. I was probably... How old was I when this happened? 2020? 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I mean, that's kind of creepy when you put it like that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when everybody's adults, 10-year gap's no big deal. No. Not at all. When you push it back down (laughs) into earlier years, it doesn't sound as good. It was fine. Right. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, sweetie, remember this? Uh, No, I was two. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, thanks, Gigi. Rub it in. Rub it in. You're welcome. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. So those are three booty block stories I'd like. I wanted to share with y'all, and I don't know what brought that up, but uh, I just felt the. Re- I-, I felt like I needed to tell it. Somehow, chilies. It all started there. Chilies and robot servers. Chilies that's exactly what servers. did it. Yeah. And that's how my brain works. It's weird. I know. You just got to buckle up and hang on tight. <laughs> And that's why people hate us, and that's why people love us. Give me the best. The John Clay Wolf Show. Hey, the John Clay Wolf Show has what you need. Oh, yeah. Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S., the John Clay Wolf Show. From the Wolf Radio Studios, it's time for the John Clay Wolf Show. Presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. Call John. Toll free. 1-800-800-RADIO. Now, John Clay Wolf. I had $20 million hanging out in the mail forwarding problem. Holy God. Jeez. Wow. That's going to feel bad. Have, do y'all notice that? I've had people ask me lately, have you lost weight? Yeah. I think the stress of it stress. has literally knocked 10 pounds off me. So, no doubt about so, it. So, so if that's the headline, here's the detail. Do not, repeat after me, do <laughs> not forward your mail if you change addresses. If you can't help it, you got to do it. But if you're a business that receives important documents in the U.S. Postal Service, don't do it. Make a deal with the old guy that's taking over your place. Keep receiving the mail there. Do something. Pay them. 
to receive your mail and you'll get it every week or to FedEx it to you. So we forwarded our mail to our new facility, August 3rd. Give me the VIN, right? All the payoffs that we had made on all the customer cars around the country, those titles come from the state DMV when they release the liens. That's all normal mail. They won't FedEx. They won't UPS. We forwarded on August 3rd. So we did not get mail for six weeks. God, I can't even imagine. So the postmark titles, like say they printed it and postmarked it on, on July 20. And they hadn't made it yet, which is weird in itself. Yeah. I think there were 700 titles. God, did you, did we, we got a batch on Wednesday of, of like 400 titles. The the postal carrier brought it up in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> wow. It had $8 million worth of titles in it. And I don't think people understand is the customers that we bought them from, right. they got, their, it was paid off. They the got their money. Paid off. They got their money. Dead money. Which the road. most dealers don't do. Right. So it was not able to sell the vehicle or to collect on the vehicle when it sold. No, it was unbelievable. I mean, the stress of it was just like, are you kidding me? And once we started, so I went to, I went to my state representative. I went to the postmaster, banging on the door of the uh, of the postal service. Like, guys, you've got to find this. You don't understand. This one's bigger than most problems. Well, your problems aren't any more important than anybody else's. Said I understand, but I'm, I'm fixing to call the FBI. This is bad. A lot of this money. is this is bad. Yeah, this is bad. Twenty million dollars of bad. There's still five hanging out. We'll get it over the next couple of weeks. But it was JD. I, I, I've never seen a does. Uh, you know, everybody thinks you got it so easy. You got this big company and it's gone this and everything's great. Yeah, yeah. the amount of ca- I mean, every dollar the thing makes it takes to run it. it. The more we grow, the more money it takes to run it, and it's just. Uh, I just it's shocking. Somebody put on Facebook the gross that you guys ran last week and well, I went, but that ain't real money. I mean it is real money, but it's not what you're you're not going home with that amount of money. Well, well you <laughs> are you, you go home with it if you get the mail. But you gotta pay everybody <laughs> off. You gotta pay all the buyers, you gotta pay all the everything. No 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 no. You gotta pay for the cars. Yeah. Cars too. Yeah, yeah but that, that, I mean, so we grossed forty four million. We we sold forty four million dollars worth of cars on Wednesday. Give me the vendor. The biggest the biggest sale, dealer sale in the history yes, of the United States right. through Mannheim Auctions. One day, 1,310 cars, $44 million worth of gross receipts. But you got to remember, the cars are bought in that too. I mean, we're working on a tiny percent, a tiny percent of profit in that huge number. So it's, it's, it'd be like a bookie saying, I placed $40 million worth of bets. There you go. What it's do they make? Exactly they make right. a half a point. Right. Right. <laughs> and then they got to pay their bills. It's 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 not what you think it is. It's good. I'm I'm very pleased with it. And the mail thing will work itself out. But the the amount of stress that it takes to make all that work and the accounting on it is is pretty heavy duty. Yeah, do not forward your mail if you can help it, especially. (laughs) I was coming here for to our our studio for a show meeting on Friday, Mm -hmm. and the just happened to have the post office lady out front. She goes, hi, how you doing? I go, I'm great. Uh, and she goes, well, I guess y'all aren't here anymore. I said, well, I can take the mail. Right. She hands me a stack probably eight inches deep of mail. She goes, oh, you'll take it? And she didn't even know. She had no idea. She was about to take it back. Do you realize I'd been to her post center, talked to her manager's manager's manager over the past six weeks, talked to the head post center t- 20 miles away, talked to the 
postmaster general. I mean, talk to like everybody. The, the special emergency person from the post office. Everybody that should know to tell that carrier not to do what she just did to you. Yep. Get it to us. It is such a disconnect. I mean, you want to talk about a third world country and everything going sideways, right. but you can't rely on the postal system. Yeah. Something's wrong. But their weekend carrier obviously knows that somebody's still here. This isn't Venezuela. Every Monday, there's a pile of mail slipped in the door after we leave after the show on Saturday. Two weeks. I running. would love to be able to report that they took great care of us and they took it with 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 you know emergency gloves. And I talked to the emergency people, and they won't call you back. And when you call them and get them back on the phone a week later, hey, what'd you find? Oh, oh. you just need to wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. She's like, I'm telling you, there'll be a day when it all shows up at once. And that day was last Wednesday. She was right. But almost two months later, that, that ain't cool. It's crippling. Crippling is, a, is an understatement. 800-800-7234. 800-800-RADIO. The trip to California was good. Every time I go, I'm starting to feel like more like home. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it, G. I'm it's surprised. Kelly, baby. It's, it's fine. It, it's mm-hmm. just fine. I mean, I've said it a hundred times. All, all of the stereotypes of California are probably real, but the people that I'm running into and meeting is not. They're mm-hmm. they're not flaming liberals. They're not, you know, overexpected. They're, they're pretty heavy on the rules. I can tell you that. The, the rules in Texas are more bendable than the rules in California. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> They're like what rules? Just just business rules. Just structure rules. Don't stand on this line. Stand on that side of this. Take a left. Go straight. Just just the overall rules. But I can tell you this. Going into SoFi Stadium, we did not have a parking pass. KLS gave us some tickets, which was so nice. Thank you, Otto. But I didn't have a parking pass. So we were trying to buy one online, and we couldn't get one. And uh, they wanted 500 for him, by the way. Oh, oh my man. To park. To park. So oh. I, I was like, we're going to be late to the game, babe. Wait oh. until the kickoff, and then they'll get cheaper. <laughs> right. So I figured maybe we can get one for $200. We didn't pay anything for the tickets, so we were already head there. And at one thirty kickoff, they went away. It zapped. There was oh. nothing available. They took them off for So we pull up to the stadium. I talked to police officers. I said, hey, where can I park? I told them that I'm had a bad injury i'm a recovered paraplegic i can't walk well i gotta get closer what do i do and he said in that car i was in that rolls cullen of course <laughs> you were he said you need to pull up to the front gate and say you own the team <laughs> so we Love pulled it. we pulled up to the parking thing where we're in dallas they're like show me your pass or get yeah. the hell out of here before i kill you mm-hmm. and i just told i didn't tell him i own the team but i said i told him the truth about my walking and they said come on through and we went to the next one come on through Went to the next one, come on through, and we parked 20 feet from the front gate for free. And my wife said, she listens to the show. She said, you're right. These California people aren't as bad as they say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That's very cool. That was pretty cool. So you were in the right car, and you had a true story to go along Mm -hmm. with it. Right. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't give you grief. At 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 AT&T, they wouldn't have done that. No. 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 Because Jones Mm -hmm. is too greedy. (laughs) (laughs) what else is in the news you see any clips this week from you don't normally think PBS as being maybe a a hard hitting kind of interview but there was a kind of an interesting Bill Gates interview he got grilled by uh, PBS NewsHour the other night about his past association with 
Jeffrey Epstein. Cut number seven. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him? You know, I had Hmm. dinners with him. I regret doing that. He had relationships with people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is an interest I have. Uh, You know, those meetings were a mistake. They didn't result in what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now, you know, so there's nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking at this? Well, he's dead, so... You know, in general, you always have to be careful. <laughs> what? So there is there a lesson in all this? Well, well he's he's dead. Hold on, did Gates just cop to something I there? I believe he did. <laughs> Can you play that again, Mike? Have you got a lesson for you looking at this? Well, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me into your little circle. You could be dead, too. J- J.D., have you learned anything? Uh, yeah, I've learned not to mess with Bill Gates. <laughs> we were talking earlier about contractors and the troubles I've had with different building projects and contractors. And we've got Chuck in Nevada. Uh, he's a landscaping contractor. Good morning, Chuck. You're on the air. J.C. Davy, what's up, buddy? Not much. I see you, you, you're a landscaping guy and you had a customer that wouldn't pay you. And what would you do to him? Oh, man, we put a huge lawn in for him, and uh, about a $12,000 job. He said we never did it, and he refused to pay. So I had uh, five of my guys go there with about 20 gallons of diesel and light it up. There you go. Ooh, wow. Ooh. I mean, did you did, did you, you soaked it up, or did you actually light it on fire? We soaked it up and lit it up. Oh, you well, hell, lighting it up might have helped it. I mean, when you burn grass, it, like... That soaking it up, if you did just left the diesel there, it would make sure to kill it. But I'm sure it killed it anyway. Well, let, let me tell you, t- 20 gallons of diesel, you're never growing anything again. You got a point there. What is wrong with the... Well, you, you called and you heard me talking earlier, but what, why do... It's mainly like in these projects we've done landscaping. I haven't had any problem with the landscaping guys. It's the builders. Builders. Uh-huh. That cannot bid a job and hit a time... A, a timetable or a budget table and then when they screw you up they, they want to charge you more right right because they don't know what they're doing to begin with they're, so they underbid and then they say oh no after four months of uh, not knowing what the hell they're doing mm-hmm. they realize that they're 80,000 short so they, you know they start tacking on stuff for you right right to help you out and and the fact yeah. that they're so late, I mean, it, it just my, the, the, this remodel project we did on this house I'm flipping, six months late on delivery, six months every week, dude. It was like, what hey, are we doing? Go ahead. Let me tell you, out here, uh, the pool companies are killing people out here. They're telling people three to six months. Some people I know are going 14 to 16 months just to build a pool. The pool thing is the worst in the space. I've heard more horror stories about pool people than any other any other contractor. What what why why are they bigger liars than the rest of them? Uh, they, you know, I think they go in solo with maybe two or three guys yeah. and try to subcontract everything, and then uh, the subcontractors just. Uh, 
burn them or they just don't show up. You know, it's the laziest group of people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Mel, good morning. You've got a comment about the contractors. You there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Go ahead. Um, can you, um, well, I was, I looked at your picture on your fireplace. So as I understand, you're in Clifton? Yes. Um, you'll have to message me who your, your mason was on that because I'm in Waco and uh, work for one of the largest building material suppliers. We have a lot of the masons that come in. Mm-hmm. So um, we're also one of the top flooring uh, turnkey uh, residential. <clears throat> um, kinda yep. we do so y'all know so what you're doing. I, 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 I don't want to turn this into an ad for your company, but I do want to hear your opinion of what you saw on the John no, Clay. I'm not, I'm not mentioning the company, I, I but yeah, John Clay Wolf Show Facebook. I put I put a, a a picture of the fireplace that we asked to build, and a picture of the fireplace that they built. And Mel, what was your opinion when you <laughs> looked at those two pictures? I I laughed. I mean, it, <laughs> you definitely. <laughs> You definitely got someone who had no idea what they were doing. Your typical outdoor fireplace is a 42-inch, and that looks like maybe 28. I'm not sure. You couldn't fit a log in it. You couldn't even fit a log in it. It's unbelievable. If you want to laugh, if you want to get a laugh at my expense, go to John Clay Wolf Show on Facebook. We'll be right back. You're listening to the John Clay Wolf Show. The guy's a blackout drunk. 800 800 Radio. Yo, give me the VIN. Hey, want more John Clay Wolf? Who are you, his wife? Who are you, his mother? Go to jcwshow.com for the fastest growing podcast in the U.S. Now, back to the John Clay Wolf Show. Hit him up right now. 1 800 800 Radio. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. And this is the one time an hour that we do the quick car segment. We're going to do it right now where I buy cars on the air from you guys, the callers, for givemethevin.com, America's best car buyer. You can go to givemethevin.com, load up your car right now, and get an automated quote from our computer system. Mark, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. How are you? 18 Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro with high miles, 74,000 miles. Leather navigation. Does it have a sunroof? Nope. This is. Did you buy this car new no. or used? It's new. It's the Calvary Blue. But you bought it new? Well, yes. Because I was going to say, if you bought it used, you're pro- this will be the first time you ever made money on a used car. Um, have you had any other offers no. anywhere? Um, I've gotten a few, but that's kind of literally what I'm spending my day today doing that. So then, do, then, then uh, if you've already been shopping around and noodling around, you already know what it's worth. So what's it take to buy it? Uh, forty-seven, forty-five. What did it sticker for? <laughs> you know the answer to that. I know, and I know that you're you're yanking my chain, so I'm yanking yours back. It doesn't take 47. Well, yeah, I mean, Come it, on. It's, Come it's, on, Mark. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to give well, too much, and you're just sitting here wanting to bust my balls for even more than too much. Well, I guess the only reason is, <laughs> you know, there's guys out there right now buying these things for crazy amounts. Not with 75,000 miles. I know. That's a good point. Yeah. What, what, I mean... I'll give forty. I'll, I'll give I've forty grand. You, I've told you. I'll give forty grand. That's too much, and that's like five grand back a sticker. 
If that don't do it, I don't want it. My name's John Clay Wolf, and I buy cars on the radio from Mark with 74,000 miles for 10 grand more than he was really thinking and 7 grand back of what he said he'd take. We'll be right back. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. Get a haircut, buttercup! America's largest weekend morning show. 800-800-RADIO. Check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com. Hey, the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast, The John Clay Wolf Show. Oh, yeah, we're back. Back to The The John John Clay Clay Wolf Show. Show. Presented by GiveMeTheVin.com. Gigi, I think I got you a date. You did? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Rick, in L.A., you there? Hey. Hey. Tell me about it. Well, I remember you telling uh, Gigi she needs to get out to a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is in Murrieta. That's up in her neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Cove. A very cool place called The Cove. And uh, Monday night, they got Monday night football going on. And then right after that, uh, my band is going to play. We do a Ramones tribute. It's called The Rockaways. Mm-hmm. And uh, in full co- full costume and everything. And um, it's awesome. I would love to get a selfie with you and all that. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, I'm so excited. Cool- so what time, it's, Rick? It's a very she, cool place. She just needs to show up in the second half uh, of the game. Well, uh, yeah, you can... Uh, you can come and watch the game, and that we, we we don't start till the game's over. So whenever the game ends, at round nine, you know. Gigi, are uh, you going to show up? It, I'm going to show up. I'm going to I'm going to message my good good girlfriend, and we will show up. We will be there. Oh, oh hell yeah! <laughs> Where is it, Rick? That is awesome. Where is it? It's called the It's called the Cove C O V E. It's on Murrieta Murrieta Hot Springs Road, right off the fifteen there. And oh, that, that, that's uh, you're you're in you're in Temecula, right? Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, very close. All right, we, GG, and, I, I, and I can lead is, a horse to water. I can't make it drink. I'm so excited. I have plans now. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. The Ramones tribute band. Gigi, I know that's right in your wheelhouse. You probably know. <laughs> yeah, you know right. every Ramones okay. song. What song's playing right now? What's this one called? Rockaway Beach. Right? No. Yeah. They all sound the same. I really can't call your name. Oh, I want to be sedated. Right. This is Bobo's old song back in the day. Huh. <laughs> I can dig it. 800. It'll be good, man. The Ramones kick ass. You'll, you'll be, be fun. A, you'll be a Ramones fan when you leave there. Speaking of uh, Los Angeles, Peter, good morning. You're on the air. Peter! You should check out first if the guy's, if the guy's Johnny, Joey, D.D., or Tommy Ramone, what the look is. <laughs> Gigi, you'll need to wear jeans with holes in your knees for sure. If you don't have any, you need to make some before you go. I'll make some. That's what they do. Peter, 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 Peter. Is there a big, is there a big turnout for Ramon, uh, Ramones, uh, the band? Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, you know, a tribute band. Sure. Yeah, okay. Peter, right. why don't, Hey, Peter, right. Chris is on the other line. He'd like for you to come play guitar with them on a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the hair dye, and I got to lose forty pounds to be in the Ramones right now. You know, <laughs> I, you got to look like a Ramon, right? <laughs> Peter tells me he calls in every week. He's a dear friend of mine. I always bug him to call in to tell us his travels and what I want to talk. Can to I you ask about- you a question first? Y- Can yes. I ask you one quick question? Yes. In, in, in Texas, are there shortages like there are here? I mean, 
I honestly can't get Diet Coke. We're running out of all diapers, all uh, lumber, chlorine. It's really hard to find stuff in stores now. All I know is really, really bad. There's no toilet paper. I actually had to use the receipt from CVS, which thankfully is five miles long, but they're out everywhere. All I know is we ran out of Topa Chico, is, is what us Texans make a drink called Ranch Water. Boy, they came. That's a great name, enticing name to get a drink. Ranch Water. Ranch Water. It's Topa Chico, lime, and tequila, and that's it. It's like a scaled, wow. scaled down margarita. Wow. But yeah, it's this, this uh, shortage. The car thing is still bad, right, John? I want to talk. We, you and I had dinner at Gladstone's last Tuesday. And you were telling right. me a story about. I mean, Charlie, it's just a place on the uh-huh. beach. Just a place uh-huh. on the it's beach. It's not fancy. It's like an. It's like snuffers. It's normal. No, it's actually kind of a. It's the tourist. It used to be. It used to be, and it's prime. One of the busiest restaurants in America because it's right at the end of Sunset Boulevard, at the water. Mm-hmm. But uh, over the years, it's it's just uh, gone downhill, kind of. So it's not as busy as it used so to be. So the regular right people the can go there now. <laughs> it's still expensive. It's still expensive as hell. You're paying for the view. You get a burger and fries and pay too much for the oh. view, but the views pretty spectacular well par- i love out here uh, here parking costs more than dinner where you are so <laughs> but you were telling me a story so peter's dear friend is the voice of homer simpson has been for oh, years really? i forgot his name what's his name yeah dan castellaneta dan's done homer since um since the beginning 30 he's in his 33rd year it's amazing and they're uh. jacking around i'm just gonna tell my version of the story pete they're jacking around and peter came, he said i've got an idea for a simpsons episode and his friend said, "Dude, we've done everything. There's nothing left." No, no, to no. Do. That's not it. I used to. I, I, I don't watch a ton of Simpsons, but every time I get together with Dan and his wife, which is frequently, I, I as a joke, go, "I bet I come up with an idea for the Simpsons." And he always goes, and I pick something off the wall, and he says, "We've done it." Mm-hmm. So just as a joke, just as a joke, just to, it's, a, it's an ongoing. Hey, have you done this? Have you done that? And I came up with this bizarre idea, and Dan goes. You should go in and pitch it. So I go in with him, and I'm goofing around, and next thing I know, it's, we got to write an episode now, and I'm going, oh, my God, I don't know the characters. I don't watch this enough that I know how to write a Simpsons episode. But with his help and his wife's help, Deb's help, we ended up writing a Simpsons episode that uh, was about Havana. It was bizarre. Tell me real quick, there's so many details you hit me with, but what, what was the... What was the pitch, the elevator pitch? of It the- started out because I was really ticked off. I come out every morning, and there's dog poop on my lawn, and you don't know which dog did it. So I had Homer come up with an app where you could hold your phone over dog do, and it tells what dog it is. But in order to get that info, you have to have people send in all, pictures of all of their dog do. So he's getting he's in a terminal well, building. Well, they have that in San Francisco now. This poop stuff. <laughs> Everybody's sending in the poop pictures, and they find out. Unfortunately, it's grandfather who did it. The granddad who's seen it. So, <laughs> right, right. And then Homer goes and does a TED talk. Uh, they see him in Cuba, and they figure, oh my gosh, this is the guy who can sell tourism once we open up again. And he sells it at Yesterday Land because all the, the old people love the fact that there's no Wi-Fi. Uh, they're old cars. You can get your picture taken with Adley Stevenson. So he sells it as a plus. 
and they go over there and then realize it's socialized medicine and everybody decides to get a hip replacement so they send them all <laughs> all out so that was the original pitch <laughs> and, and that made they wrote an episode was what is it called havana yeah and then what happens is with the simpsons is because they have 60 writers on that show and they're all like harvard grads you write it and then they completely re- rewrite the whole episode so but it was a fun experience to do. So, did they screw up how you had it envisioned, or did they do? No, a no, job? no. They just look. They know what they're doing. They've been doing this thirty-three years. They just have a certain way to do it, so they improve. They they sit in a writer's room, and you got really smart guys kicking around the idea to make it better, and it turned out great. It was a great episode, and um, I was proud to have a Simpsons episode. How much did they pay you for your idea? Oh, I think I made a mil- one point two million. Oh come on! <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't even know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Ten grand, twenty grand. I don't know over the the course, and then you get some residuals and stuff. Really? But I don't honestly remember. And it was split three ways. There were three writers. So, yeah. Ten grand, twenty grand, fortune, whatever it takes. But, that, but that's cool. I mean, at least because I could see you yeah. saying, "No, don't pay me. I just wanted to do this. I was jacking around." And they're like, "No, we're going to pay you because we oh, don't no, want." This one, this one, I said, "No, I want." It was a lot of work. I said, "Pay." Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's written a lot of stuff, man. A I lot mean, of stuff. You, you, you've been. You, you're a heavier writer. The deeper you, I get to know you, the, the more that comes out. And um, I've been really look. I've been really lucky to be mentored and around a lot of people when I got out of here. Uh, out here and. Yeah, Major Dad was a boy. I did Major Dad. I did a lot of shows, but um, did, really, just lucky, right place, right time. How much writing did you do on Major Dad? Writer. I did the whole first year, all twenty some episodes, twenty six episodes that first year. They, they extended the year, um, so I wrote my own first episode. But but you you punch up everybody else's. So it was, that was my first real experience in a writer's room uh, on a show, which is fascinating. And does it keep you slammed, or is it easy? I'll tell you, if you have got time for one quick, quick thing, because this was a really big learning lesson for me. Okay, two so minutes. I write, the ep- I, re- I write the episode, and I hear that Gerald McCraney hates it. He doesn't want to do it. And here I am, my first year writing, and the, guy, the star of the show hates the episode. So I'm devastated, and I'm completely, I just sort of felt like I want to crawl into the ground. And the showrunner, Rick Oakey, says, I'm going to teach you a lesson now. And he takes the script, and we go see McCraney, and I'm dying. I'm dying because this guy hates my episode. They're not going to film it. Mm-hmm. And Rick goes page by page. What do you like on this page? No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Page 18. Yeah, I don't like that joke. Page 22. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Page 31. Yeah. All right. We rewrote those jokes, and then they shot the episode. And he said, so what lesson did you learn? And I said, you never just say, I'm going to throw the whole thing out. Start investigating to find out exactly and some of it is ego. The actor didn't like that joke, or he didn't want to be the other guy's funnier than him on that page. So not only didn't they throw it out, they did it, and it did pretty well. But I was totally devastated with the star of the show saying, no, I hate the script. He didn't hate it. He hated certain things in it or didn't like it. So I learned from then on, you're always going to get pushback when you're doing a show, that you then confront, and you sit down, and you go through it and say, itemize for me exactly what it was that turned you off about this. So... It's, a, it's the same thing you told me about. My wife all I do that with my wife every day. I said, I know you hate me, but be specific. But be specific <laughs> on the things you don't like. He wrote a lot of jokes for Joan Rivers, and when they when she was doing the red carpet stuff, and they'd have the list of actors, they'd sit down and they'd write the one liners sure. for what she was going to hit him with. And they, man, she was. She also taught me taught me that when you go on the Tonight Show, and it looks effortless that you killed. 
you spend weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks getting ready. Nothing, nothing with her was just guesswork or I'm going to wing it. It was all preparation, preparation, preparation. So, so you can imagine the, how the, our conversations the, are because I'm the ultimate wing it man. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, that's not oh, what boy. works. I'm glad I got through to you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you saved me. All right. Thanks, Pete. We've got yeah. to get a break. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Good talking to you guys. Nice seeing you today. Save me some toilet paper. I will. Save me some toilet paper for my birthday. <laughs> 800 That's Peter Tilden. He's been joining us every Saturday. For a quick hit, and it's really nice to hear him. We'll be right back. out there divine inspiration want more of the john clay wolf show check out the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast at jcwshow.com this is the john clay wolf show we now return to the john clay wolf show america's largest weekend morning show call in 800-800-RADIO and check out the podcast at jcwshow.com or johnclaywolf.com the john clay wolf show america's number one Saturday morning show. Damn, it feels good to say that. Texas hot mom making half a million dollar a year. Doing what? OnlyFans. But a PG-13 version. What? How can you make a half a million? Reading this is from the heart because I'm friends with her on something on Facebook or Twitter or something. So I see all these photos of her in her bikini. She's thick. Okay. T I T H I C C. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Down with the thickness. Not the sickness, but the thickness. thickness. That's in vogue now. But she's thick. So she's got a great big old booty. Yeah. But it's not too big. It's just right. It's right. And she just takes these dumb pictures all over where she's just, you know, like in her underwear. But who's and, paying for that? Um, I'm free. not paying for it because no. it's free on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Everyone. Do I know this gal? It's Texas Thighs is the name of her handle. Texas Thighs. Yeah, she just made another hundred grand. Right. So wait. So wait. So wait. If I take pictures of my rather large derriere and put them on OnlyFans, I could make like 500K? You will. I don't think you, Gigi, are going to make 500, but I think you could make 75. What? I mean... What? What did you just say? I feel insulted. I did not come here to get insulted. That would be like me. Okay, say say some guy that's got the perfect bod is making half a million dollars. And I say, oh... If I did it, I'd make half a million dollars too. I would not. I do not have a perfect bod. Do you have a perfect bod? I mean, um, no. It's fine. It's good. It's good. It's perfect it works. for, for it's, some people. But but this gal has. I mean, you know, there, there's there's a cutoff where, like JD, right. look, at, look at his old pictures. We were talking earlier. Oh yeah, he's Mr. Pretty Boy. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like a celebrity looking guy. But he still looks good to me. Right, but not Very half a million sweet. good. No. You know, you, you know slide, what? You, you don't even know. You slide him a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> to go pour you a drink. There you go. <laughs> He's a cabana boy now. And he'll be pouring. I agree with Gigi. You know, that, that girl you're talking about probably is, is so average gorgeous that she gets a lot of followers. But Gigi's distinctive, man. Thank she, you. You could, Thank you could you, be like Bob. somebody's like like fetish model. 
don't show people the picture. I liked what he was saying. We don't need to fact check oh, and prove. Wow. No, I'm, I'm not. Wait I'm a not, minute. I'm showing JD the picture. I'll show you the picture if you can see it. I don't think you can see it from here because I'm across the room from. There you go. I think I know that girl. Yeah. Ain't okay. nothing but I two mean, day fruity. Get on the big. floor if you got that booty. No. <laughs> Half a million worth. Half a million Half dollars. a million. What? what has this world come to? Well, I just don't understand who pays for it because it's free everywhere. I don't get I can get a hundred pictures like that on Google for Have free. Have you ever bought a piece of booty, J.D.? No. Never. No. I mean, not Just a piece? Not, not the whole thing? We all pay. Let's be honest. You all pay. Nuggets. For, yeah, somewhere you pay for it. Dinner, movies, trips. You do pay for it in that well, regard? Sure, of course. Right. Yeah. But you've never bought. Never. Here's $100. Here's what we're going to do. Never. No. <laughs> it sounds like that other girl did that to you. Have you ever sold yourself for money? No, of course not. No. <laughs> no, no well, we all no. do. I wish it. Yeah, we all do. Well, we all do. 800-800-7234. DJ Pre-K, have you ever sold yourself for prostitution? Okay. He could do it. He could pull it off. We'll get him. He's working. Pop him. I need him. I need him. I wouldn't have gone to him if it was cracking. Hey, uh, have you ever sold yourself for money sexually? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> I'm a pimp, not a... Ho- oh, yeah. there you hey, go. You know, I had it all backwards. Yeah, we us pimps help the, the you know, uh, sex workers do their thing, you know? Well, our listeners helped you do your thing in being a pimp years ago. We raised $1,500 in a GoFundMe account for you to pimp your Cadillac. Every, and you never did it. So, J.D. has been the custodian of this $1,500. Has it been four years? Uh, yes. It's been four years. Yes, wow. sir, it has. You're a lazy pimp. <laughs> Man, you know, y'all know, I mean, pimping ain't easy. So, so GoFundMe finally said, either take the money or we're going to take it. So, J.D. took it down and he's got it here for you. We're going to give it to you. What strings are attached to this? I was going to say, what is he going to do with it? What drug dealer is going to get it? What drug dealer is it? He's going to buy dope with it. Come on, I'm buying some gators. What you mean? What are gators? Some gator shoes, maybe a belt to match. (laughs) I'd love to see his closet. You got to take a picture. I wanted to give the money back to the listeners, but it's so old that like their names that donated it, they're gone. I mean, a couple of them are dead, probably. (laughs) Hey, well, I certainly appreciate their, uh, you know, um, patronage. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this is not going to go to dope. So y'all are still helping me pimp. So l- listen, th- this is so typical. Kid buys a 86, 89 Cadillac Coupe DeVille with 40,000 miles on it. I remember the day we did this. Right. And I was I was at an auction buying cars and he's like, "I don't want that. I want that. I want that." I said, "Okay." So it was like 2 grand. I'm like, "It's too much." She's like, "I need it." We kept going. Did it go to 3 grand or 3500? I paid you four G's for that. It's not what you paid me. You stood over my shoulder. (laughs) You stood over my shoulder and told me to bid again and bid again and bid again. Well, yeah, you were like, all right, you got to do it right now. Yeah, you did. So you got (laughs) the car car and you drove it for about a month. And then the power steering went out like every hoopty. And it's sad ever since. Where is the car right now? Yeah, I got got into a lot with this car, man. Uh, it's, It's at my crib, you know. Is it up on blocks? When's the last no, time no, you drove it's, it? It's chilling. Uh, it's been a year or so. Since oh, you, don't even, you don't even have it anymore. No, I got it. I, I still want to do something with it. It's just it's a lot, man. You know? 
<laughs> bit off a lot with this vehicle, man. You know, pimping really ain't easy. Well, we're going to give you this $1,500 to get your... We were going to pimp your ride. Now we're going to get your hoopty running again. Well, hey, you know, like a phoenix from the fire, we shall rise again. Okay. So how long is this going to take now that you have the money in your hand? I'm putting a picture of it up on the John Clay Wolf Show Facebook page. How long I mean, is it going to be from now until we see a vehicle running? It shouldn't take more than another four years. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we're doing is worth doing right, John. Give me the bed! The John Clay Wolf Show. What have you got there? Divine inspiration. Want more of the John Clay Wolf Show? Check out the largest radio show and fastest growing podcast at jcwshow.com. This is the John Clay Wolf Show. 